uh, into the mic saying, "Okay, Angie." I, One more time. One more time, please. Testing one, two, three. Yep, that's fine. You've got both your uh, pots muted. You're, you've got data. Free Talk Live. It is the live Wednesday night edition of Free Talk Live. And, uh, well, you, you got Mark in the front seat. You have Angie here. And you have Tim Condon visiting here from the sunny state of Florida. That's right. You've come to visit. You're actually, uh, now, Tim, you were along very, very early in this great freedom migration to New Hampshire. Uh, I remember seeing you down in Florida in 2006. Yeah, I was hustling the idea way back then. And I was, uh, at one time, I was on the National Board of Directors and I helped uh, do the vote when we had only 5,000 uh, commitments. We had the vote nationwide as to what uh state we were going to pick i right. picked wyoming first and uh uh montana second uh, you're wyoming first montana second and you want to go out west all right yeah no i didn't want to go out west because i picked uh, vermont of all things as third I don't know why. Well, Vermont had a uh, it, its representation is nearly as good as New Hampshire's, and the population's <laughs> half as much. How about you? Who'd you vote for? Uh, I did not vote. I was uh, like five hundred and uh, you know second five hundred and five thousand two hundred. Uh, I came in later. I wanted to see who they picked before I signed up. Yeah. But I was rooting for Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Um, sure. When uh, back when the Free State Project, that's uh, where the voting went on. Uh, the website freestateproject.org. Yep. And uh, I think that the voting may have gone on too early. We really had a lot, big run up of people up to 5,000. And then once the voting occurred, then everybody suddenly. Uh, it was you know, slow going, man. It was slow going tapered from off, that time yeah. onward. Well, let's, let's uh, do a little trick here. If you were voting now, what state would you vote for? Well, New, New Hampshire has uh, some extreme advantages when it comes to talking, you know, liberty. It's got a, you know, the deep water port. It's uh, got a small population, 1.3 million. Um, it's uh, it has a foreign border if we ever have to escape yep. into into Canada. Sure. Second uh, second free state in the union is rated by the Cato Institute. Um, the number one state, Florida, it's that way because of a couple of laws surrounding their homestead exemption uh, for property. We're and, real good down there about that. We're real good on uh, Second Amendment rights too, but uh, and we're real good on weather, but you can't beat uh, the, the uh, concentrated uh, liberty movement in the state of New Hampshire. You can't uh, make a difference either. If you True. want to make Florida a little freer in some manner or another, you've got an eight-hour drive to Tallahassee yep. or wherever it yep. is, from wherever it is, and you're going to spend the night, you're going to testify, they're going to ignore you, just like they ignore you everywhere. Yeah, well, that's because Florida has how many people? 22 million. It's the third most populous state in the nation. When I was growing up in the 1950s, it was like 14. 15, 18, something like that. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, the population in New Hampshire shrinks in the wintertime, which is when people vote. Mm -hmm. So there's actually a smaller amount of voters in New Hampshire than the 1.4 million I just mentioned as far as population goes. I think it's fair to say that uh, Florida is about 20 times as populous as New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the more reason for uh, anybody who believes in liberty and wants to join the movement to come on up to uh, the free state. Yep. 
Um, the, the reason I wanted Alaska was because uh, Alaska is separate from the U.S. Um, there are some more mild climates down in that little tail oh, yeah. end that hangs, yeah. on, sure. hangs down. So, uh, you know, I, I had, uh, like everybody, had my opinions on it. But ultimately, the people moved where they're going to move. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I hope the best for the project. No, I was actively planning for Alaska. If Alaska got picked, I'd be down in Juneau or Ketchikan. Right, way down there. You know, it's not too cold and it doesn't snow, you know, too terribly much. And, and it only rains 350 inches a year. <laughs> God, that's a lot of rain. Hey, you know, we're running our miles all the time, Mark. And, and it's almost as if uh, as if Angie's been shut out. Come on. Angie, what do you think about the well, whole thing? Well, when did uh, Angie? When did you hear about the Free State Project? In 2010. So it, it, the state had already been picked. How'd you and, find out? Um, it was on a race car. We saw the a headline. race car. Yep. Well, I, I, was it a, like a local race car or like a big national race car? You know, I am unsure. Michael okay. said, just a hey, race car. How could how could how could a Free State Project sticker get on a race car? I mean, that's a great idea. I'm 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 thankful for it. But how did that get there? We are great guerrilla marketers. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and uh, so you found out about it from a race car, and then what? Uh, we Googled it, took a look at it, watched some videos, and decided to make the move. Wang, bang. So well, it was you and your husband, and did you have kids? We had two kids, a seven-month-old and a five-year-old, five or six. Well, I like it when the families move. <laughs> well, hold on a second. You, you looked at a couple of videos, Angie, and, and you and your husband talked about it a little bit and said, okay, we're going to move. This is a process that took place over, what, three, four, five years? No, it was probably about seven months. Seven months? That's yeah. fast. Whose idea was it to uh, move? Um, when he showed me the video the first night, I said, hey, we should move. He said, okay, let's do it. Boy, that's uh, North Carolina's loss and certainly New Hampshire's gain. You had a business Thanks. to sell, too. We did. We had a computer store there that we sold. Wow. That's impressive to be able to pull that off. Speaking of moving, I've got a story here from the Los Angeles Times, and it turns out, as amazing as this may seem to you, Tim, people still keep moving to california it doesn't matter the high taxes don't matter they're continuing to go there you can't fool me mark i know that story guess what kind of people are still moving into california um the the, the, the gimme the gimme gimme nanny staters and um, there's another cohort i don't know people that are multimillionaires. if you've got the uh, money if you could you know if you got the money then come on in honey right well um you know somebody asked me why millionaires would want to move to california well, why do millionaires want to buy yachts? Um, I mean, it's not that the, none of these things are financially a good idea. It's if you have sufficient <laughs> money, well, of course you're going to do these things. I mean, you know, if, sure. if, if you really want to live in San Francisco then and you have the money, you might as well. There's no particular reason not to. Well, let's just find out from Angie. You know, normal, the only really normal person here. Angie, have you and Mike <laughs> ever thought about, have you ever thought about living in California or San Francisco? No, I visited once. I went to San Diego and then we ended up in 29 Palms. 29 Palms, I remember it well. And I was there for a half year. It was not somewhere that I would move. Yeah, everybody needs to know that I'm just getting to know Angie and lo and behold, her husband, Mike, is a former, not an ex, a former Marine, yeah. just like me. And we were both stationed at 29 Palms. I got a lot to talk to your husband about, Angie. Oh, he'll enjoy that. There's no, um, the, I guess there is no ex-Marine. Is that the idea? No, yeah, you Once never, a Marine, yeah. always a Marine. Yeah, that's the yeah, idea. Well, the, back in the day when I was in the Corps in the, in the late 60s and early 70s, you, you always said, I'm a former Marine. If you weren't active duty, then you were a former Marine. But now it's changed to once a Marine, always a Marine. I don't know, you know. I don't know if I can get with that. I'm kind of doofus. 
Now, you had used the term gyrene to describe a marine. What does that mean to uh, those of us who... The only time I've ever heard the term was in uh, the movie Avatar. Uh, the, uh, the, the marines have all kinds of nicknames. Leatherneck, uh, uh, devil dog. They're, they're historically based. And uh, one of the funny ones is, oh, you're a gyrene, are you? You know, a gyrene. And whenever I meet anybody and they say they're in the marine, they were in the marines or a marine veteran, I say, so... You're a gyrene, huh? And I said that to Angie a few minutes ago, and she said, yeah, as a matter of fact, she knew exactly what it meant. But what does it mean? It's what just, does it it's mean, It's just humorous? Angie? I'm it, not sure exactly what it means. Well, it's marine, gyrene, you know, it's just, a, it's just a humorous play on words. Okay. So I thought maybe it was jarhead and marine stuck together. I don't know, really know what it is. Um, <laughs> no, they're jarheads, too, though. Yeah, I've, I've certainly heard that terminology. I imagine that refers to the flat top. Um, you know, like t- flat on the tap, like a jar. I don't know. You know, that's I, probably accurate. I don't. I don't know where jarhead came from. I thought jarhead meant that you were kind of stupid and didn't have any brains. But I've heard know. people accuse Marines of uh, being willing to salute a lamp post. <laughs> but uh, I do like the notion that uh, yeah, that a Marine is a rifleman first, right? Like you use your hand, uh, your sidearm to fight your way to your rifle. It's clearly a better weapon. Um, you know, I mean, handguns are fine for civilian use and all that stuff. But um, a handgun in the hands of a soldier should only be in the hands of an officer. That way he can shoot the people uh, who are closest to him for not working hard enough. That yeah, would be no. I mean, as a former Marine, I, I think I can speak for all former Marines. Every <laughs> every American should have a battle rifle in their own home and have plenty of ammo for it so that if things go sideways, we'll be uh, rough and ready. What do you think, Angie? I completely agree. <laughs> well, I think I'm in love. I think, right. No, <laughs> who wouldn't be? Uh, we'll get into this story here about uh, California and the people moving uh, there in just one, uh, just, uh, just a few seconds here. Uh, the number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450 free here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is the live Wednesday night edition of Free Talk Live, and it's Mark with you. Angie here. And Tim. That's right. Uh, we got a got a whole new crew for you tonight here on Free Talk Live. Tim's passing through, and uh, Angie, this is uh, you're, you're, you're trying out your first night here on Free Talk Live, seeing how, how's it going. You've been here in New Hampshire for many years, though. Since 2011. Yep. So, um, you know. No reason, no reason not to. Uh, it's pretty clear you're going to stick around. No reason not to uh, try out Free Talk Live. See how it goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Your family runs a uh, a computer store here, right? We do. Yeah. So there you go. Let me tell you about Bitcoin.com. Uh, that's computer related, right? It's your premier source for everything Bitcoin related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin wallet. You can go get some free Bitcoin there to put in the wallet. You can buy Bitcoin if you want some more. Uh, they can show you where to spend Bitcoin, places like save at purse.com. You can also read the latest news or engage in, uh, with the community at the Bitcoin forum there at Bitcoin.com. You can learn more by going to Bitcoin.com. All that uh, news is very useful there at Bitcoin.com. I find it to be a great resource. Bitcoin.com. So apparently people are moving to California. The rich people keep moving to California. So um, this, this, we're told, like, like lots of people left New York 
And the idea was, well, um, you know, rich people will leave if you uh, keep taxing them higher and higher. But it doesn't seem to be the case in California. And it's probably worth uh, looking into this and seeing, well, what does it take uh, to get uh, you know people to leave? Well, I mean, if if if, uh, if you're talking about the confiscatory tax rates of California or of New York, um, you're talking about people that have plenty of money. Like the old saying, you know, if you if you got a hundred foot yacht, if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. Right, and. Uh, now, New York is the 50th freest state. California is usually 49th, but it may be 48th. The, the thing is, is there's there's no contest as to which is the least free state. Yeah. New York is by far run away the winner. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't want to say that New York sucks or anything like that, or anything bad about them. But if you live in New York City, you pay a borough income tax, you pay right. a city income pa- tax, you pay a county income tax, you pay a state income tax. I mean, it's insane, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it just, it, it doesn't, it, people want to live in New York City enough that uh, they'll keep on paying these things, apparently. Apparently so. Well, there's, there's good reason that a lot of people have to live in New York City, but uh, as far as me, far Less as I'm and less of it, though. I mean, yeah. as time goes by, more people can work remotely. Um, yes. I, you know, I mean, if you're there's certainly jobs where you got to be in New York City, but as time goes by, Rush Limbaugh found that he didn't have to be in New York anymore and just decided, oh, I'll, no, just, I'll build a studio for my house in Palm, my mansion in Palm Beach, That's and everything right. will be fine. That's right. He picked up everything. He, he owned a lot of property up there, or at least a, you know, a multi million dollar apartment or condominium. And he said, I've had enough of this. I don't need to be here. And off he went. Yep. That uh, this this whole this whole uh, trend of people being able to work out of their homes, Mark, is really really dangerous for uh, you know the uh, parasite classes, the uh, the political parasite classes. Because if you can work anywhere, then there's no reason in the world for you not to move to New Hampshire. But if you do move to New Hampshire, please don't bring your your voting patterns, you know, your California or New York voting patterns with you. You know how dangerous that is. Right. Well, you already saw what the result is. Why continue doing it? <laughs> the greatest threat to the state is the uh, the mass holes beneath us. Um, you know, <laughs> really. Some of them don't like living in Massachusetts. They move up and continue voting the way that they did. Yeah, in a lot of cases, that's good because, um, you know, one should have a different place to go to, but in other people who have really crappy voting habits, not so good. Well, you're taking a, a good example is what California has done to uh, to uh, Colorado, Nevada, and, and Arizona that's happening right now. They're all getting out of uh, California because it's such a third world. Can I say that word? No, I can't say that word on, on air. You can cannot I? say S-hole. It's, um, uh, <laughs> it's such a third world mess. Yes. And then they keep on voting for Democrats. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't want this to be a Democrat versus Republican thing because most many Republicans are just as bad as Democrats. Indeed. We're so, being sold down the down the river by both sides. Let's let's see what the L.A. Times has to say about all this. Yeah. Are the rich people fleeing California to escape astronomical state income taxes? That's the word. But it's fake news. In fact, more wealthy people are moving to California than leaving, research indicates. It's the poor and middle class who are departing. And it makes sense. If you're getting rich in California and can afford to live comfortably here in this balmy climate, there's little incentive to leave except to stick it to the tax collector in Sacramento. If you've got your business here and you're making money, it's hard to leave, says Alan Zarenberg, president of the California Chamber of Commerce. And if you're making money in California, you're still going to get taxed here, even if you live in Texas. It's true. If you've got the business there, 
that's where the taxes uh, they get they hit you. Yep. If you've got a business elsewhere and live in California, they hit you there too. Yeah, and if you have a business in California and you move out of California or do the same thing in New York, they chase you down wherever you go to try and squeeze you some more. Yep. Get out of here. President of the Foundation for Commerce and Education, a chamber affiliate, uh, cautions, you can't shelter your income simply by moving out of the state. If your business or work are in California, that's where you're taxed. California's very aggressively uh, collects taxes. There you go. But he adds, if you're retiring or living off of uh, instruments, that's different. You can move to Nevada where there's no state income tax and live off the California public pension without paying either Sacramento or Carson City. Sounds good to me. Right. So you can work for your life for, with California, um, you know, make a off, uh, make your, your money from the state or county or wherever, and then when your pension comes through, you move to Nevada, and sure. you don't have to pay the tax on the pension. Absolutely. Except, so, uh, isn't California saying if it's a California pension, you're going to get taxed on it regardless? Well, um, that has not happened yet. Did I hear that? Well, not so. <laughs> you never can tell. These, uh, <laughs> these rapacious government agencies are always coming up with new ways to get money money out of you here here yeah okay. the, the long speculated california tax escape um was mentioned in a lot of emails last week after i wrote about uh, this is the author here uh superstar slugger bryce harper he rejected competitive offers from the dodgers and san francisco giants and signed the 13-year contract with the philadelphia phillies in low tax pennsylvania avoiding california's highest in the nation 13.3 percent income tax was just one of the uh, several reasons Harper signed with the Phillies. He also liked their hitter-friendly ballpark and a few um, and he felt comfortable playing in the National League East where he spent his entire major league career. Does it say how much money he saved in taxes in that article? Well, it's a 330 million dollar contract and I don't know what uh, what the tax rate is in Pennsylvania, but the tax rate in California is like eleven. Uh, excuse me, thirteen percent. So if you just say it's ten percent, he saved thirty three million dollars. I read in, in another article about this same phenomenon where they said he'd save uh, over the, the course of that entire contract fifty million dollars. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. That's uh, a real saving. Yeah, and, and if you think about the t- uh, the property taxes, you can live uh, more cheaply in many cases. Yeah, but. Uh, many of the rich people want to be close to other rich people. You know, what's what's the use of being rich if you can't show it off to other rich people, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and as long as you have a big wall around your 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 estate, I mean, there's no problem, no in, matter how much of a third world mess you're you're in. In many cases, they just live in little cloistered groups, and people stay out of their uh, their areas. But uh, whatever it is, the number eight five five four five zero three seven three three. What do you think people are uh, rich people want to stay in California for? Eight fifty five four fifty free is in freedom. Bitcoin.com wants you to know about SaveItPurse.com. Since launching in 2014, over 200,000 users have saved an average of 15% for a combined $4 million using Bitcoin, or BTC. And now, you can use Bitcoin Cash, BCH, to fund your account. You can save between 5 to 33% on things you're going to buy anyway when you shop using SaveItPurse.com. Add items to your cart, fund your account, select your discount, and save. SaveItPurse.com. SaveATPurse.com. talk live it's the live wednesday edition you can call in talk about whatever's on your mind here on free talk live phone lines are open the number is 855-450-3733 it's 855-450 free is in freedom 
Got an article here from the L.A. Times talking about people, rich people, moving to California. Because you always hear about people leaving California. And there's no doubt that tax burdens and regulations and these sorts of things drive people out of given jurisdictions. But it appears as though rich folks, no, they want to live around rich folks. I'm telling you, Mark, it's a classical man bites dog story. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean... Come on, everybody's leaving California, and for good reason. A man bites dog story, that comes out of Florida. (laughs) Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation website. Do you want to hear the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty? freedomsphoenix.com they've got it their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science technology historical findings liberty news government overspending the rise of the police state it's freedoms with an s phoenix.com you go over there to freedomsphoenix.com sign up for their email their daily dispatch and like i have uh, i love getting this thing this is where i get my show prep freedomsphoenix.com so back to this story from the L.A. Times. Um, they, they were talking about this uh, this uh, this baseball player. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know baseball players' names. Uh, his name's Harper, and uh, he decided not to take a Bryce Harper uh, a job with some of the California teams. He would rather play for Philadelphia, and he saved some money doing it. But um, going on with the story, California's income tax says even uh, has become even more burdensome for the wealthy and many middle class residents because of new so-called reforms. President Trump's and the uh, Trump and the previous uh, Republican Congress stripped our this is uh, written by the L.A. Times ability to deduct, deduct, deduct all state income ta- and local property taxes on federal returns. There's now a ten thousand dollar limit. So, yeah, I mean, states have enjoyed this write-off well you know anything you pay in uh, to state income tax you don't have to pay into federal income tax that is so sweet mark that is so sweet that they made that change because they were forcing everybody in the whole country to subsidize their extraordinarily high tax rates sure i mean you know that's basically what was going on california mm. was just taking more and more you, you were what you were doing was asking states would you like to send your tax dollars out of the state or would you like to keep them here in your capital? Mm-hmm. And of course, what are they going to pick? <laughs> I mean, Hello. Angie, do you want your husband to give you the money or do you want him to give it to my wife? I would love if he gave it to me. Right. That would be great. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, you know, that's that's how it goes. I mean, nobody's going to nobody's going to pick, you know, sending it elsewhere. So Harper's uh, this is the baseball players avoidance of the state seemed symbolic of California's tax flight tale that has uh, circulated for years. But apparently it's mostly made up while it's mostly made up for rich people. Sure, there are uh, anecdotes galore and everyone seems to know someone who has fled California to dodge high taxes but there's no wholesale bolting of the rich uh substantially more rich people are moving into california than moving out says uh christobal young a cornell university scientology uh, sociology not a scientology sociology <laughs> professor he uh, teamed up with others at stanford and uh, at stanford Jews university and center on poverty and inequality to write a research paper on the millionaire migration in california and the fact that you're not losing uh, rich people like you thought you were may be something to celebrate, certainly. But 
California's population really is moving to places like Texas, Arizona, Nevada, a whole bunch of different places. At some point or another, yeah, you know, off they go. Let me tell you, man, that the first of all, that's the Los Angeles Times. That's one of the biggest newspapers in America. Yeah. And I, I only got two words. I only got two words to give to you about about uh, what comes out of Los Angeles time. Angie, back me up on this. Fake <laughs> news. It's fake news. Come on. You know? I mean, nobody's, nobody's staying in, in California unless you're coming in over the border and you're a, 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 a poor peasant from Mexico. Well, I think that uh, I think the rich people have no particular reason to leave. Um, <laughs> you know, like they, they can afford it. And if you like different rich people want different things. Right. Sure. So you think about William Shatner and his uh, his ranch out in Montana. You think about Rick Schroeder and his place out in Wyoming and some like people get money. And then they're going to do the thing they want to do. Yeah. Well, if the thing you want to do is sashay around and impress other rich people, then California is a great place to do that. Well, there's a much to be said for California independently of that. It really is beautiful out there. It's gorgeous, I lived out yeah. there. I lived but out it's there. dry. <laughs> I lived out there for a few years when I was a hippie and I had hair and everything. But, but I mean, it's got a beautiful coastline and San Francisco is a beautiful city. But the fact of the matter is uh, that uh, liberal politics, Democrat politics, they're just destroying it. Angie, you said you had visited California, right? I have. I flew into San Diego. What was your impression? I love San Diego. Really? It was amazing. How long ago was it? Oh, uh, it was in 2002. Were there a whole bunch of people li- living in tents on the streets? And- I did That's not, not San Diego. That. No. Now, San Diego's not going to put up with that crap. That's <laughs> Portland, Seattle. Uh, there's San probably, Francisco. Probably certainly. San Francisco. I haven't been to San Francisco in two decades now. <laughs> um, but, you know, nonetheless. So, Angie, what you're telling us is you'd like to live in California. If I if I had to live there in San Diego, I probably would. If you had lots and lots of millions of dollars. I would need lots of money. I'm sorry. Over to you, Mark. No problem. Let's go to Danny calling in from New Hampshire. Danny, you're on Free Talk Live. Check, check. Howdy. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. So that's actually a shame that you would choose uh, California over New Hampshire. I mean, the weather probably brings in all of the uh, the kooks and such. Well, um, Angie, what do you think? The weather better in uh, California or uh, New Hampshire? Oh, the weather in California was nice. Yeah, it's gorgeous. When I was there. Yeah, but she doesn't want to. Don't, 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 no, get, I live don't in... get us wrong, Dan. Angie yeah. didn't say she wanted to move to California. No, She's... I won't be leaving New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> with, with lots and lots of money. Well, that's my question, actually, today, is about where in New Hampshire. I mean, there's plenty of information comparing New Hampshire to the other states, and it's a really good state. Uh, for economic and social liberty. But there are plenty of different municipalities with all sorts of different zoning laws and all sorts of different ordinances. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that it's a really great question. And uh, to answer where should you move in the world, you first have to ask yourself, what are you trying to achieve? If freedom's the idea, which freedom do you want? And if you want uh, to work toward, if you want to hang out with a bunch of libertarians and work towards more freedom for everybody, New Hampshire's a really good place to give that a shot. Um, you know, it's uh, great for education for kids, a great place to raise a family. Um, you know, there's a variety of reasons. Oh, yeah, they just, pa- they just passed a bunch of, uh, what, school uh, charter stuff, right? Yep, and it's getting better School as, choice. as time goes by. But once you decide to move, um, if you're going to decide to move to New Hampshire to uh, participate in, say, the, the Great Liberty Migration, what do, uh, you know, where do you go? 
And I, I would ask, I mean, are you looking for city or uh, country or what are you looking for, Danny? Well, it's, it's a bit of a joke because I think the biggest city in New Hampshire is probably Boston. I mean, there aren't really <laughs> any big cities in New Hampshire. Right. There's um, Manchester, uh, which is nearby, or you can live in uh, near Boston and one of the sub, basically suburbs, of, uh, outside suburbs of Boston. Well, Dan, are you a, are you a mover? Are you a free stater, a mover to New Hampshire, or are you a native? Yes, 100%. I am a signer. I signed on. I'm I'm moving from the uh, People's Democratic Republic of Virginia, and uh-huh. I'm just looking around the state right now, trying to see which municipalities, uh, like how how they really compare to each other. Really, huh? Interesting, interesting question because I was involved uh, in the very uh, inception of the Free Town Project. Back in 2004, 2005. Well, you can tell us about that Freetown project here in a moment. Danny, uh, could you hold the line? Sure. The number is 855-450-3733. Or you can use our Discord lines, and you'll sound really great. Uh, we've actually got somebody in there now. It's uh, You just go to discord.freetalklive.com. There's an app there. You can download it and uh, put it on your smartphone, and you'll sound just a lot better. Discord.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It's the live Wednesday edition here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Tim Condon. You can call in, talk about whatever you want, and that's kind of how we ended up having Danny on the line here. Danny wants to move for the great freedom migration to New Hampshire, and he's kind of wondering, well, you know, it's a big state. Where do I? Well, not the not a big state by state standards, but it's big when you're trying to pick where to go. Sure. And generally, we don't do uh, you know sort of chamber of commerce stuff here on Free Talk Live. But I'm happy to answer the question because it's it's something that obviously everybody who's moved uh, for this, like I have, like everybody in this room has, has asked themselves. And uh, I think that honestly, you know, first my first answer is. Go talk. Go to PorcupineRealtor.com uh, and uh, talk to Mark Warden. He'd be a really great person. Oh, yeah. I just met Mark. Yep. He yeah. was over at the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Tap Room Tuesdays over at uh, Murphy's. Sure. Yeah. There's your expert. Uh, but what? I will say the different uh, regions have different things about them that are kind of cool. So, um, like, for instance, Keene and Portsmouth, we've got a really great cryptocurrency penetration. If you, uh, lots of businesses taking cryptocurrency in both locations. Manchester, much more like there's just a whole bunch of uh, movers there. And you're going to find people who, uh, you know, lots and lots of people who have your uh, your thing going on. Lots and lots of uh, libertarians. A good community. Yep. Um, you know, people who uh, are in sort of the college thing might be up near Dartmouth, and those that really want to, really want to get away from things might move up to Coas County or pick Grafton, as uh, uh, Tim Condon here has uh, done at one point. Let me ask. Let me ask you, Dan. Uh, are you in state now, traveling around looking for a place to move to? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, have you have you taken a tour? Have you gotten way? Have you gone way up north, like Berlin and and uh, Gorham and Lancaster up there, and and come over to Keene and and looked over along the uh, Connecticut uh, Valley? 
Well, I wanted to visit your little uh, Freedom Center there, but I haven't gotten the uh, opportunity to yet. I have been through Keene. I've been through Concord and Manch. I spent a little time in uh, Pittsfield just recently. I've seen Nash. Wow. Uh, I've gone to uh, uh, Dover. I haven't been to Portsmouth yet. Pittsfield. Uh, Pittsfield's and- way up there, isn't it? No, Pittsfield's doing Oh, no. It's, it's just a, a little higher than uh, uh, than Concord. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yes. is way up right next to Canada. It used Thursday. to be its own country called the, the <laughs> Republic of Indian Stream. Uh, it's a fascinating story. Oh, wow. So, Man. yeah, what I would recommend is kind of checking with, uh, you know, Mark Warden and that kind of thing, but, uh, you know, finding you out what you're looking where for. Rogers, where Rogers is? Rogers Campground. Yeah. That's uh, in Lancaster. It's way up north. Yeah, way up north. Okay, so I, I visited Lancaster just for uh, Rogers, but I haven't really seen the rest of it. Well, Dan, what are you looking for? What kind of a lifestyle are you looking for? Are you a city boy, or would you rather be out in the country? It's hard to figure. Uh, one thing is I'm not going to be buying any land or making any major decisions until my girlfriend comes by and she gets a good helping and the whole tour to see uh, what the pros and cons are for her as well. Yeah, but, I think you should rent um, pretty much. This is good advice for anybody. Rent first yeah. and then determine because when it comes to owning a home, especially right now with the way the real estate market is, you basically have to own for 10 years for it to be financially mm-hmm. uh, financially makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of nice things about having a landlord. Uh, when something breaks, you call them. Well, we've got an expert on that, on that whole uh, question right here. Andrew, you moved here. Not only did you move here in 2011 with your husband, but you had two children, right? We did. We had two children. Oh, wow. So how did you you go through this process yourself, you and your husband? Uh, we went on to How the... How did you decide? Uh, well, um, we ended up in Danbury, and we met some people, came up, t- took a visit. Um, my husband and my son, my five-year-old, picked out a cabin, uh, lived there for about three days, and then I went on Craigslist and found somewhere that was habitable, and we moved to Alstead. And you rented? So, yeah, we rented. Um, and Danbury, was that cabin was not habitable. No, we had no running water the entire time we were there. And Yikes. That was a necessity with kids. Well, it depends on how rough you want to live, Dan. Danny, uh, I recommend a place with running water. Yes. Thanks for the call. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Let's go to David calling in from England. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David. David going once. David, David going, going twice. twice. We'll put David on hold, see if uh, they have the uh, the board op check in on him. Let's go to Bad Slave calling in from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. To uh, Mark. It's, uh, hey, what's going on? From you. Yeah. Hey, you know who this is, right, uh, Tim? Oh, Danny boy, the <laughs> fives are calling. Is that you? Right. Is that right. you, Danny? You got uh, you got Abel here. Oh, okay. Close enough. Close, close enough. Abel is close to Dan. Go ahead, yeah. man. Good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I, wait, did you already go to uh, Bob's funeral? Mm, yes, it wasn't. It wasn't a funeral. It was a, a memorial. Uh, memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did go to that to check I in on that real quick. Uh, an important founder of uh, this great freedom yep. migration. His name was Bob right. Hull. He uh, sponsored Free Talk Live back uh, when we were still in Florida uh, many years ago um, in order to 
you know, bring more people to New Hampshire. He has uh, recently passed away from cancer. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's a really sad. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, these things happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I would recommend see your doctor on a regular basis and uh, go for your checkups. Yeah. Bob was uh, Bob was part of the, the Freetown Project, too. And he was also a member of the state legislature and just an all around great guy. And you, uh, uh, you, uh, Abel, would would be able to say would be able to make a recommendation to Dan, our previous caller, about about uh, Grafton, wouldn't you? I, well, I want people to move to Grafton. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in kind of some of the politics that have generated there. Uh, Once you get enough recently. libertarians in one place. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the politics generated among the libertarians themselves or between them yes, and the yes, non-libertarians? Yes. Yeah, there. I, I just, uh, there's been uh, so much conflict. I, I and I, and I, and I, you know, I, I, well, is that's a feature, not a bug, Abel. I mean, I mean, Mark, uh, uh, Angie, back me up on this. When you get two or three libertarians in one room, you have eight different positions. At least right? easily. Yeah. I wish that, uh, Abel, I, I really, really wish that this uh, movement of individualists somehow worked in better in a group, but they're really bad at it. Um, so more or less, we just need more of them. Yeah, and I and I I think that if more move up there, you know, particularly the more, um, you know, established ones, because that's what we're getting as far as uh, the movers go. They're they're the you know they're people that that probably have wanted to move this whole time, but but had to prepare themselves. So so they're they're having to take up uh, the time to you know. To, you know, particularly since, uh, you know, 2016 was when we uh, met the threshold, uh, you know, they, they agreed to five years and, and people are moving. And, yeah. uh, and I, I, th- I think we're, we get a little, a little more con- conservative uh, nature of the groups. Yes, yes. You know, I, because I, they're, I, they're I, families, I, yeah, they're people, yeah. businesses, they're, you know, there's, there's all kinds of good going on and and the people that are moving uh uh i you know i i you know just you know, a little less uh flighty let's say well, well isn't that a good thing i mean isn't it better for for a more conservative type freedom lovers to be moving into the state able oh yeah well i that's what i'm saying and 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 i'm looking forward to that uh and i'm you know if if people can come and and help us get rid of some of the conflict that's been generated in, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was always attempting to, to moderate some of that while I was there. And I just haven't been able to spend the time up there that I want to. Uh, sure. uh, Bad slave. I, I appreciate you chiming in on this one. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. And, uh, you know, when I think about uh, sort of, conservatism and libertarianism i think on the state level they tend to jibe a little better than others but one thing i've never understood is early on the democrats arrayed themselves against the free staters and you know which do you want the enemy you disagree with 100 percent of the time or the enemy you disagree with 66 percent of the time and what they said was we'll take both of you as enemies (laughs) and 
it, I guess it worked out for them this year, but it generally works out one term out of every five for them. True enough. Yeah, they're losing. 855 450 free. That's 855 450 happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live. That's why we named it that. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Tim. The number's 855-450-3733. Let's give David in England another try. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. 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 What's on your yeah, mind, Yeah, how you doing? All's well. Well... Okay, uh, I don't know how much time I have, so I'm going to try to be as concise as I can. Okay. In 1988, um, the Republican convention decided that they were going to count the votes of the Libertarian Party candidate, even though everybody knew that they didn't have enough votes to make the make it into a candidate so but they didn't they but they just didn't even count them even though people were saying please i want to you know i would they we, they were voting for uh, ron paul yep ron paul was the, the libertarian count, uh, nominee in 1988 yeah right so but what would the republicans came, count uh libertarian votes i'm I, i'm confused they wouldn't count them the Libertarian Party is a different party than the Republican Party. Why would the Republican Party be counting Libertarian votes? Listen, if he was on the if he was on the podium, he was running as a Republican. Oh, he was. I thought he was the Libertarian nominee. Sure. No, no, it's just like Bernie Sanders was a this was a okay liberal Democrat, but he, okay, so he was running as a Republican. Okay, and when it came time to count the votes. And I'm going to get to the point here. Mm-hmm. But it came time to count the votes, even though people were voting for Ron Paul when they count when they took the tally, there was no votes except for the Republican Party. So what I'm trying to tell you, and by the way, I had a reporter friend of mine who comes to our chat room once in a while, who was there at the that particular time, and he he interviewed the people coming out of the out of the uh, auditorium, and he stopped quite a few um, supporters of Ron Paul. Now, the point was, they knew they didn't have enough votes to make Ron Paul the nominee. That was not the point. The point was, they wanted their right to vote for him. And they didn't get it. And they were really, really 
angry. They did it again. In, it. Uh, I mean, they uh, Ron Paul got uh, sort of swept aside in 2012. In 2008, he got pretty close. You know, he did okay. But in tw- by 2012, they the Republicans actually had to mount some kind of uh, action against him. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me that a party uh, might uh, attempt to protect its, uh, you know, its interest, I guess. Yep. Well, if I, if I could just proceed. Sure. I'm not, again, I don't know how much time I have, but in 1988, I? I believe, the leader of the, the uh, Women of League of, League of Voters announced that she was not going to uh, participate in this fraud on the American people. And this what is she when, was talking about... This is when the League, League of ahead. Women Voters decided not to do the uh, the debates anymore, right? And then it was taken over by this bipartisan fix-it campaign that kept the libertarians out of the debate, right? Now you're starting to understand where I'm going with this. Yeah, okay, go so ahead. Recently, they've been, recently, we've been told that Fox News is no longer going to be allowed to participate in the debates. I'm no fan of Fox, but I don't think any network should be allowed to decide what the rules of the debate are. All of them should be allowed to participate if they want to watch and they want to make money, money off it. That's no problem with me. I got that's fine. The more participation in the in the and the distribution of the debate, the better. But they shouldn't decide. One station or one network should not decide on. Who is going to ask the questions? What the questions are going to be? Who's going to be in the audience? And those sort of those sort of things that should be decided on by a real nonpartisan party, which is the League of Women Voters. I would concur with you completely when it comes to the debate that should be, uh, you know, that they should allow third parties in and that needs to be somebody non uh, uh, who's nonpartisan. But it looks like here, I just looked up the Wikipedia on the the, uh, 1988 presidential campaign. It says in January 1987, Ron Paul officially left the Republican Party to run for the Libertarian Party nomination after becoming disillusioned by the spending policies of the Reagan administration and presumptive Republican presidential nominee George H.W. Bush. On leaving the party, Paul remarked, Ronald Reagan has given us a deficit 10 times greater than what we had with the Democrats. It didn't take more than a month after 1981 to realize that there would be no changes. The Libertarian Party had courted Paul for the previous six years. And your point is? That he was a Libertarian in 1987. So obviously the Republic, I, I just don't understand this thing about the Republican uh, committee not letting uh, Paul's votes be counted. I, I That part I just don't understand. Well, it's pretty simple. Thank you. They took the vote. Uh-huh. They took the vote. And when people voted for Ron Paul, they decided not to take, not to count those votes. Okay. So, so when the board showed up. When Republicans chose to vote for in the Republican nomination for a Libertarian, they just didn't count any of them because the guy was a Libertarian Party member. Is that the idea? Now you're starting to get the idea. I, I'm doing my best here, David. I really appreciate this. That's uh, what we're talking about. They were suppressed. That vote was suppressed. Okay. Even though it didn't even wouldn't have mattered a bit. Listen, the Ron Paul supporters, when they came out of the auditorium, pointed out to, to my friend um, uh, Gary that they were perfectly prepared to, to support the nominee. That was not the issue. The issue was they wanted their right to 
register their vote. Yep. And they didn't get it. And it, and the Republicans rubbed it in their faces. Nobody, quite a few nobody said, likes you know a fixed election. For Hillary. <laughs> that right? What's that? Nobody likes a fixed election. The the Bernie people aren't going to like it. Uh, the Ron Paul people didn't like it. And you're absolutely right. Thank you for the call, David. Appreciate it. The number's 855-450-3733. Let's go to Matthew calling in from Louisiana. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm going to change the second topic. The first topic is for the gentleman, Dan, who's moving to New Hampshire. Danny, uh, yes. When it, yes, when it's time for you to look for uh, property to buy, try to avoid hysterical districts. They won't let you change a thing. What's a and hysterical they, district? Historical. Oh, all over. Historical yeah, district. Yes. You they got get me. hysterical when you try to change stuff. Well, they get hysterical um, over the historical. Yes. Up uh, here in New England, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, wooden rectangles. God knows we couldn't change all that. Right. And they won't let you put uh, insulated windows in, double insulated windows, which is the biggest home improvement you can make. It not only saves you energy, it helps make your house quieter. Um, the, the guy who called in about uh, Ron Paul getting jobs in uh, if it was in the Republican primary, just like with the Democrat primary, these the Republican Party and the Democrat Party are two private clubs that theoretically shouldn't exist, in my opinion, with government uh, backing, but they do because, well, they control the, you know, government. <laughs> Oh yeah, they, so, they they have their elections uh, subsidized by you. Basically, the the primaries uh, shouldn't be uh, paid for by the taxpayer, but they are right. And but they can do, uh, arrange their affairs as they wish. If the Democrat Party decided to have just a shootout, you know, pistols at you know forty paces uh, as a method of selecting their. Uh, uh, candidate. I'm for I, that. <laughs> yeah, that would be illegal. I, probably it would be. The, the winner would be hauled off to jail. It's just that they don't like. Uh, nobody likes a like. You know, um, like I said to uh, the caller there. Nobody likes a rigged election, and the Bernie people we, rightly are upset with whether or not Hillary fixed the election in uh, 2016. She was prepared to, uh, you know, the, the stacking of the deck, putting in her, uh, you know, lady super there. Delegate. Yeah, the super delegates certainly were, um, you know, part of that. And, you know, the Democratic Party wasn't very Democratic in that instance. And it gets people riled up. And the caller's talking about something that happened in 88 and uh, surrounding Ron Paul. I have no knowledge of it, but uh, I don't disagree with oh, him. Thanks there for the some call. shenanigans. Oh, I'm going to let you go, Matthew. Thank you. The number is 855-450-3733. Talk live. You're welcome to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We've been kind of talking about, oh, well, um, you know, where to move in case you want more freedom in your life. Or uh, I guess another topic has been rigged elections here in the U.S. or elections that didn't look so great inside these the party apparatus. Um, you know, I, I, I think that there's a, an argument to be had. I want to tell you real quick about any pay. If you operate a retail business and you're looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance, 
It's never been easier thanks to AnyPay.Global. There's no paperwork or approval process to open up an account. If you already have a tablet at your cash register, you're almost done. Just sign up at AnyPay.Global, drop your personal crypto wallet addresses in their setup page, and then load their app. That's it. You're accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Dash and Bitcoin Cash at your store. Get started now. AnyPay.Global. It's AnyPay.Global. Let's go to Brad calling in from New Hampshire. Brad, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey. Hey there. How are y'all doing today? Good. All's well. What's on your mind? Well, to go off of uh, what you guys were talking about a minute ago with the League of Women's Voters uh, networks and the whole setup of the date, and uh, then I think the FST and uh, what was it, the Free Town Project or something? The Free State Project and the Free Town Project, yep. Yeah, so the idea behind those projects is to change the way things work from the inside through demographics, right? I, so yeah, demographics, I, it, of, I don't think that the Free State, Pro, Free, Free State Project's idea is to move as many liberty lovers to one state and see what happens. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the more you, the more active you are in your community and voting and things like that, probably the more effect you could have. Go ahead. Right. So uh, why not apply that kind of idea to uh, to the networks? the The idea of the Free State Project is to, well, at least partially, to gather a bunch of liberty leaning voters in one place. But apply that to the to the corporate uh, domain, I guess, and. Get the idea of how to put it. Uh, well, if a bunch of people who are liberty-minded were all to uh, buy some degree of you know voting shares in networks that put on debates, then that would give those shareholders some power over what they do in with their program. I think that that might, it might work. I mean, it's uh, again, you're going to have the same problem that uh, many of these uh, organizations have is trying to get the individualists to, uh, to act operate in a group. But yeah, I mean, sure. If, if Fox or uh, NBC said, yeah, we're going to hold a debate, but we're going to bring the Libertarian and the Green Party person in. Likely, there would be a certain amount of shock and upset amongst the Republicans and Democrats. I don't know what they would do about it, because they certainly would want the exposure. So um, it'd be interesting to see what the conflict uh, what, what the conflict created. They may very well just go to CBS and um, you know MSNBC and say, hey, they're giving us a bad deal over at that other place, and we don't want that. So... Um, I don't. I don't think that's what Matthew's talking about. Are you talking about like buying stock and 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 using the power of your ownership interest in the uh, in the networks to to turn them in a more in a more honest direction? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, that's already been being done right now. You you can you can read about it. There are various uh, left wing organizations that uh, buy up stock in different companies. In order to go to the to the uh, uh, stockholders meetings or board of directors meetings and offer uh, offer changes in their uh, uh, their policies 
in order to make them more what they call socially aware or social justice. Um, and that's not a terrible idea, except that there's a whole lot more of them than there are of us. Liberty lovers are in kind of a uh, short supply these days, don't you think, Angie? I do think so. How about you, Mark? Well, it depends on how you define them, right? Ah. If you ask if somebody is fiscally conservative and socially liberal, you'll get a lot of people saying, yeah, that sounds right. Sure. But if you get if you ask somebody if they're a libertarian, they're like, oh, no, I'm not that. Mm. It's the same thing, largely, but now that Most people don't know what libertarian actually means. Yeah, there's uh, there's an issue of uh, branding around the word. Um, I've had people think that libertarian meant liberal, and I'm not that. Yeah, my dad, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's he, also, he, you know, he's a libertarian, and that gets translated in his mind as liberal, because things sound the same, I guess. Well, when you talk about... about uh, liberal and conservative, uh, libertarian or, or whatever. Most people, the pol- politics is not, a, is not a great big part of their life. Those of us who are activists and who interact with each other and, and get involved in these kind of things, yeah, it's a big part of our life. But most people just want to be left alone. But when you ask somebody, uh, we're, we're, when you tell somebody we're in favor of freedom, we're in favor of liberty, everybody says, oh, yeah, sure, I'm in favor of that. But definitely – but then they turn around and they want uh, all kinds of controls and restrictions on your on your personal life and not on uh, their own, but on you. Uh, yeah, on <laughs> they everybody. Want the re- they want the restrictions that benefit them, and that's one of the problems. Brad, thanks for the call. Appreciate your uh, your ideas here on Free Talk Live. The number is eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Robert calling in from Vermont. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to ask, I think I asked you this before, Mark, but I wanted to ask, because there's a new group of people in the studio there, what do you think the United States would look like today if Ross Perot had won the election in 1990? Yeah, it's, uh, um, I think that was uh, 92. 92, sure. Or maybe... 92, right. <sighs> what would yeah, it that would have been 92. Like? Um, <laughs> I don't know no, that I t- even know. We're talking about alternative history here. It's hard, tough call, tough call. Right. I think that uh, you know it certainly would have been interesting. Um, I, I I I support the idea that he would have won, but he kind of left and then came back, and and it was. Uh, I can see why some voters uh, voters lost their momentum surrounding him. Uh, I don't know. He had the story of. Uh, ninjas trying to kill him and you know things like that and i i don't know i would say it would be for the for the better but who knows how well keep in mind that's uh, that was the year that everybody was look all the republicans were looking for somebody else to vote for other than george herbert walker bush because he violated a solemn promise yep read my, my lips. lips no, no new, new taxes, taxes. And uh, then he got rolled by the Democrats in the status, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. But Bill Clinton won that one that election with forty-three uh, percent of yeah, the my, vote, a minority. And uh, you know, you don't hear you didn't hear the Democrats whining and crying. Oh, gee, it's a minority. You know, it's terrible. You know, you, did, you didn't get the most votes. You didn't get the uh, didn't get a majority. But now that Trump has won, with presumably a minority of the votes, or uh, with less than uh, Hillary got, they're all up in arms about it. What's the difference? Well, um, uh, two people versus three people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Robert, thanks for the call. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE is in freedom. 
Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Free Talk Live. You are welcome to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind here. Now, this live edition of Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you. Hi, Angie. Hello, Tim. Yeah, so the number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE is in freedom. I want to tell you about my pillow. Not my specific pillow, but the brand of pillows called my pillow. Uh, a good night's sleep is important when it gets comes down to it. It's not just how much sleep time you spend in bed. It's the quality, not the quantity of the sleep you get. Uh, my pillow is designed to help you get a good night's sleep. So it is it's filled with this sort of batting that'll hold your head and neck in the right position. If you get headaches, if you've got neck problems, these kind of things, the first place to look should be your pillow. Um, if you've got a down pillow, I used to be a down pillow fan. If you've got a down pillow, get rid of that thing and go to mypillow.com. You can get two my pillow premium pillows for one low price, and you get free shipping on all the orders if you use our coupon code, which is FTL. They've got a 60 day money back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose. You buy the pillow if you don't like it within 60 days, you'll be uh, refunded your purchase price. It's mypillow.com. Promo code FTL. Another killer app for this uh, this pillow, besides holding your head and neck in the right position, well, you can wash it. Imagine, what's crawling around in that pillow? When's the last time you got to wash it? I will. I actually am scheduled to wash mine again this weekend. Uh, MyPillow.com. I like to do it, do it about monthly, but uh, it's covered in a, a zipper case and things like that to keep it uh, clean. MyPillow.com. Code FTL. Go to the phones. We've got Sarah calling in from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, there's a personal reason why I'm so dedicated to handing out these uh, who's who's political directories. What is a who's who political directory? Well, it's a little pamphlet, maybe like uh, four inches by like eight and a half inches. And um, it's put on by the League of Women's Voters, mm-hmm. and uh, it has uh, the um, the representatives, uh, Senate, and um, um, that goes to the uh, you know that makes the laws for our state. Right. You can. Uh, There's a little piece of paper that tells people what the list of criminals that they'll be voting for is. Right. I mean, uh, the the ones that are elected to office, and then also has the city councilors and the. Uh, the city councilor meetings and the county meetings and the all different cities they have their meetings that has that in it. It's very, it's a very valuable information, and uh, and uh, the th- the thing is that the reason I'm doing it is that uh, they had it laying around at the library, and I actually I actually walked by it for ten years looking at it, but uh, on top of it was a dog park. On the bottom was camping site, and the the. Onto the left was the um, 
hiking trail. And the other one was the museums, and around it was a zoo. So I said, I have no kids, I have no dog, and I don't go camping, and I have no need for this, for this nonsense. I said it was a, a recreational pamphlet. So, I, I mean, I was looking at it for 10 years, and um, the whole time I wanted to get a, write letters to my representative on, um, you know, that live in this area. So, I mean, to me, it's like a, it's like a defeat. Um, it's like a, a hiding um, the political information. What a what a disguise! You put it you put it next to like um, museums and all the parties in the cities and the zoos, and nobody nobody sees it. I'm and not sure that I think listening. it's a conspiracy. I think it's largely people just don't care. I mean, when you look at a local election. Oftentimes, you'll be lucky to get 5% of the voters to to turn out to vote, whereas in a presidential election, you'll get 50% of the voters to turn out. So you get 10 times as much um, interest in a presidential election as you do a uh, local election. Add to that that most people, when they vote in a presidential election, they've just decided that uh, you know this year they're going to vote for – uh, whomever, you know, whichever candidate it is, they and they then they go down the list. All right, well, if I'm going to vote for the Democrat this go around, then I'm going to vote for the Democrat and the, the governor. They, they just go, they vote what they call party line or the Republican, whichever it might be. You know, if it's a Democratic president, they're likely to vote for a Republican if it's, a, um, you know, the, after eight years. So an uh, incumbent president is likely to win. Uh, so Trump is likely to win. But on the end of Trump's term, uh, it is likely to be a Democrat come 2024. And then it will ping pong back and forth as time goes by. So in 2024, you'll likely see this big blue wave uh, take over, and uh, governor these the purple states will get uh, you know governor uh, Democratic governors and things like that. Well, you know, I I actually asked the League of Women Voter ladies to come and do a table and bring um like a who's who's political guide and teach people what's in it. I asked them they they can have a if they ask permission from the Unitarian Church. And then what she said was only only thing that they're allowed to do is uh, I could I said she'll give me the copies I could come and pick them up and I could distribute it but they're not allowed to do anything they're not allowed to explain or talk to people all they could do is just leave a bundle at the senior center and leave a bundle at the library hoping that nobody would find it so they're not allowed to do any of these so they told me to, for me to come and pick up a bundle and I could go to the uh, Unitarian Church, because I handed out about 30 copies, and I've asked them to do it, but the, they, somebody, um, they they stopped them from doing it. They used to pass out voters' guides and explain to people, and they put a stop to it. They put a stop to, like, explaining and handing out these who's political guide, and it's a, it gives too much, I, I was going to say, this is a very dangerous material. <laughs> it gives way too much power to. Well, not even, you think it's silly. People think that well, most people are not political. They don't. They're not involved. But if you have the emails and phone numbers to all of the state reps, you're more likely to use website. them. Well, but yeah, just a, you know what? You take a couple of people and you multiply it by like uh, fifty thousand, hundred thousand people that live, live in New Mexico. It's power. And all of the, the, the city meetings, the city council meetings in each city, it's aired. It's the two minutes that you speak is powerful. And you know what you say? It's just, it, you know, per chance they just lay it around the library. It's your fault. You don't find it. 
to me, they're doing this on purpose. They let you print it. They let you have it out, but nobody knows. They put it in an odd place where they have recreation, hiking trail, and bicycle path. And it and could that. be the case, you Sarah. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Is it? Thank you for the call, Sarah. Is it a conspiracy that they're hiding all this information from you about your local uh, officials, or uh, is it in fact just that most people don't care? It's up to you. Yeah. Well, let's let's have, let's ask the person that probably knows the answer to it, Angie. I would say they just don't care. <laughs> Most of them don't yeah, I, care. I agree with Angie. I'd say they just don't care. But there's another big problem here. You just said something, Mark. Angie, let's gang up on Mark. Can we gang up Go on right Mark? Go right ahead. Uh, Mark just said Trump is uh, likely to win in 2020 and uh, next year, likely to win the election. Do you think that's the case, Angie? I think he will probably win, unfortunately. Really? But, I but, think he but will. the Democrats have. The Democrats have 20 or 25 people running. Well, that's part of the problem. Um, so there, <laughs> there'll be this scrum over, uh, you know, who's winning and who can be, by the way, the most leftist. Right now, the leftists have their moment in the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Democrat Party is not a leftist party by any stretch. But they, on the other hand, they have a lot of left. The leftists have a lot of sway. Boy. So I would say that um, you're going to have somebody come up after this, uh, after they've gotten beaten up by their cohort, then they've got to uh, rise up and and handle Trump, who's, uh, you know, I mean, there's been a tax rebate, there's been uh, some success in uh, peace in in uh, North Korea. Not that I'm proud of him walking out of that uh, that meeting with uh, Kim Jong Un, but uh, there'll be things that people can point to. And usually, a sitting president wins. Yes, um, but who do we like? Who do Biden? I like? Who do we like in a Democratic side? Biden or Bernie? Isn't it going to be a Biden or Bernie? Aren't those the two leading leading two people? Uh, I don't know. There's uh, Elizabeth Warren who's going in, uh, Cory Booker. Uh, there's a there's Kamala, a whole variety of Kamala them. Kamala Harris, Tulsi Gabbard. Right. There's a whole bunch of them. And I have I don't know. Um, okay. Well, 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 will we vote for Trump over the Democrat? Or I was to see who's available to me. I voted for the Libertarian <laughs> the last go round. But if Trump ro- vo- uh, pardons Ross Ulbricht, I'll vote for him. All right. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Tim Condit is sitting in with us here in uh, just traveling to New Hampshire. Oh, here I am. Here I am. Uh, you got yeah, yourself yeah. a little little, little, little uh, treat. Wait yeah. until the break to, to, to nosh on that, if you would. Can't you eat while you're, while no, you're talking? No, sorry. It doesn't work that I'm way. I'm new to talk radio. <laughs> Thank you for visiting us in the studio, though, Tim. I uh, love having you in here when you come. So we had this article from the Los Angeles Times. We had a bunch of calls, and you're certainly welcome to call in. I'm always happy to, to have you here on Free Talk Live. But we had this, uh, this article before all the calls about the Los Angeles Times dispelling the notion that, the, that rich people are leaving California because of the taxes. And, uh, you know, I think they've made a pretty good case that in many cases, um, rich people aren't, weren't, when they were paying California income tax of 13%, that they weren't really paying a California income tax of 13% because you could write off the income tax to the, with the federal government and now you can't do that as much because um, you can write off, I think, uh, up to $10,000. But rich people, um, I mean, $10,000 is a large portion of the average person's uh, oh, yeah. income. Oh, yeah. 
But for a rich person, it's not much. Ah, peanuts, peanuts. Pocket change, Mark. Pocket change. Right. So um, it could be it could be that they're correct that uh, rich people weren't leaving California. But now with uh, Trump's changes in the income tax, meaning that uh, now if a, a state income tax is a state income tax and the federal income tax is the federal income tax, and in between them, it really matters. So if you're in California, you could be paying more as a result. That's certainly possible. Even though Trump gave a tax cut, it's not going to be enough for people who live in, say, California. Now, if you live in a ta- state like uh, New Hampshire or Cal- um, Nevada or Florida, which don't have an income tax, it's probably a nice little bonus for sure. you. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, uh, Young, this uh, this guy, I'm going on with the article here, uh, Chris Doble Young from Cornell University sociology professor says, the rich people want to be where the action is. There's more opportunity in California uh, where there are a lot of ways to make money and more uh, more than other places. A lot of that is tech. It's a diverse economy. And California has an economy that's larger than France's. It's an incredible place. I mean, if we were making California a state today, we likely would make it five or six different states because it's just so big. People who want to make money tend to live where high-income people are. It's uh, one thing to say I'm going to leave California to save money on taxes, but that means leaving clients, collaborators, investors, and friends. It's not that rich people are moving to Reno and Nevada you know, being in Nevada, um, young ads, they're moving to San Francisco and making living costs miserable for a lot of people because if you want to live in San Francisco, you're going to pay. And if you want to have a lot of square footage, you're really going to pay. California has a net out migration of low income folks who, can, uh, who can't afford to live in their state and are being pushed out by high income homeowners. And there's a whole um, other story of middle class people struggling to pay their bills and the housing uh, shortage hitting them hard. So um, this I think it's a story of class when it comes to who's living where and these sorts of things. And California is going to have an interesting story when they've driven out uh, certain folks. Um, I'm curious to see how things continue on. Let's go to Larry calling in from Indiana, listening um, here on the listen line. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, you know, I think what you're talking about now, the government does facilitate the transfer of property ever uh, so Maybe every uh, 70 or 80 years, they take a place that is run down, and they will actually uh, give tax incentives and raise taxes that's so unbearable that we can't, uh, that the average person can't pay it. And rich people, of course, move in and claim the, claim the land. So that's been going on forever. But what I call about today is that the state house. Uh, our General Assembly is in, in purpose now. It's uh, functioning. And uh, the uh, there's Indiana? a lot of people. This is the Indiana. In, in Indiana. Okay. In Indiana. Well, what are those and, uh, all about? Well, we, we have a weak governor in this state that uh, is being beat down by the Senate and the House. But anyway, the protest deal that I've found the most effective pro- protest to do is to just have a lie sign. We have a rotunda. And where the speakers get up to speak, you can actually stand behind them and see the audience in front of them and while they're on stage, hold the live sign on them. People will react. They will laugh. The kids get their iPhones out. And uh, the person on the stage feels like an idiot. Our governor, he won't come on stage for the uh, live sign. He won't come anywhere it? near the live sign. Li- a live sign. Lies? Just have a sign. Uh, yeah, a sign. 
maybe about uh, 24 by 16. Okay. And have just the big letters lies on there. And, and then, then you... when they get up and speak, yeah. you bring the lies signs right on top of them. Lies <laughs> signs. Every, everybody, in the, hey, everybody in the audience is laughing at everything. Plus, whatever other message you want to get while they're on the stage, you know, you can do anything i think it's People an interesting idea larry thank you for the call good concept yeah it's uh, uh when you're talking about politicians their lips are moving right i mean there it is you know some point or another somebody's gonna gonna like that i think it's uh it's an interesting idea if you can get down there in front obviously security is going to come get you at some point or another <laughs> but um you know hey what are you gonna do sure you act gotta take your activism where you can get it so um, I want to go on with this article here from the L.A. Times. California, um, excuse me, uh, the Stanford report concludes that California has consistently become a more attractive place for millionaires, adding that perhaps, you know, it was for the Beverly Hillbillies, right? Yeah, sure. Beverly Hills, that's Southern family. California, but that works. Swimming pools, movie stars. Um, the report concludes that uh, they've become a consistent, more attractive place for millionaires, adding that perhaps it is because California has become a Winner take all economy. So, I mean, considering the amount of taxes that are taken, it's uh, the winner sounds like Sacramento. Uh, similar findings have been reported by other organizations. Although California has had a net out migration among most demographic groups, it has gained among those with higher incomes and higher levels of education. And I, you know, when you you can't lose your rich, your poor people and your middle class people, your middle class people are what make up your economy. If you're driving them out, you're in bad shape. Yeah, they're not losing California, Mark. They're not losing poor people. Poor people are flooding into California to take advantage of the very, very, very generous uh, welfare benefits, education benefits, medical benefits, this benefit, that benefit, all kinds of benefits. What they're doing is destroying their middle class. So guess what? California becomes Brazil. Now, what do Which I mean? Is the, like a big disparity. Be, tell me. Yeah, like in most South American countries, you have a you have a, a little tiny class at the top, top one percent, two percent, three percent that owns all of the property and has all the wealth and runs the country, and then you have a you have a very tiny, uh, a small percentage below that that serve the upper classes, and then below that, everybody's poor. They have a they have a huge huge underclass a huge percentage of the population is very poor and there's a very small percentage of the population that's very rich but there's nothing in between there's no middle class that's what California is doing poor people at the bottom super rich at the top and in between everybody's going to uh, to uh, Nevada Arizona Florida Texas you name it no way to run an economy that's for sure. Well, we'll find out. I mean, you you mentioned how big the economy of, of uh, California is. It's like the sixth or seventh biggest economy in the world, standing alone. And we'll, it'll be very interesting to see how long it takes them to actually drive it into the ground because they're well on their way. I think one of the things that they're really facing out in California is it's, a, it's an arid climate. Um, pretty much everything, not everything, but pretty much everything west of the Rockies is pretty arid yeah. and there's not a lot of water. Sure. At this point, my uncle lives out in uh, Salinas, it's near San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, and he's uh, you know keeping an eye on things. They say they've had salt water intrusion up to 10 miles from the coast. Whoa. And that means that you can dig down in a well to get some water and you're pumping up bad water. Wow. 
that's really, really bad news for a place that has such an agricultural uh, bend to it. California is the place where a lot of people's produce come from. That's right. And it doesn't seem to be like it's going to get better anytime soon. Well, Victor Davis Hansen, who's a classics professor at, at uh, or was a classics professor at the University of California in, Pres- in uh, Fresno, is like third or fourth or fifth generation farmer in the Central Valley. And he writes eloquently about how the, the farming economy is just being destroyed and farms are being destroyed and, and the, nothing is being taken care of in terms of infrastructure. Yeah, it seems like farms have turned towards large corporate farms, and those have more of an interest in quarterly profits and less of an interest in maintaining the land over time. Um, you know, if you have uh, farmers that you know the son's gonna the son's gonna take over the land from the from the dad and that kind of thing, you want to protect it more so. Um, you know, now it's uh, it seems like it's less of that and. This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. AgoristHosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agorist Hosting's uptime and service is stellar, and their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agorishosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agris Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agorishosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agorishosting.com. It's Free Talk Live, kicking off the final hour of Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. If you're listening, well, it, you don't have to be listening, actually, now that I think about it. If you if you want to talk on Free Talk Live, um, we are live seven days a week, 365 days a year. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you can call in. And then, if you say you're listening on your uh, local station and it airs us overnights or in the mornings or whenever it is you're uh you can then hear yourself talking or if you called in you can go to archives.freetalklive.com and you can get the show there pretty much uh, shows uploaded within an hour after uh, we're done so 11 p.m eastern time uh, shows up and ready to go don't you ever get a vacation, Mark? Well, I mean, uh, any one of us is not on seven days a week, 365 days a year. Oh, oh, okay. You and you and Ian divided between the two of us. As we do, yes. Okay. We, we started the show together, uh, what, 15 plus years, 17, 18 really? years ago. And we have come up with systems for dealing with, including bringing in uh, great co-hosts like you and Angie here. And thank you for spending some time with me. And uh, that's how we do it. Well, do you bring people in to teach them how to be talk talk radio hosts? Because Angie and I would like to know. That's how you do it. Okay, uh, could the next time somebody calls up, can you let me say hello to them? Certainly. Who have we got? Let's go to Tom, calling in from New Hampshire. Tommy, baby, talk to me, Big Daddy. You're on Free Talk <laughs> okay, Live. So. 
The House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. has passed and sent to the Senate an unconstitutional bill uh, that would uh, do uh, injustice to the United States' uh, freedom of speech, the constitutional right to free speech, H.R. 1, which uh, would restrict political spending. And, you know, how campaign, they call it campaign finance reform, so that, you know, if you want to give money to uh, political parties, uh, oh, no, you can't do that. That, And the problem is that it violates the right to free speech. And the the other solution is you want to take power away from all these people who got lots of money and they can buy uh, members of Congress and stuff like that. Another chess move. Tom let, me ask, that could do. Tom, let me ask you a question. There's a threshold question that, uh, that you presented to us, and that is this. Does spending money or uh, on political campaigns equal political speech? Because if it is political speech, then it's protected by the uh, First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. But if spending money on a political campaign is not political speech, then they think they can they can stop it. What do you think? Well, I think that spending money, uh, your own money, and first of all, get, there's a difference between giving it directly to their campaign and you go and run the ads yourself. Mm-hmm. And that, that's free speech, first of all. Secondly, the U.S. Constitution gives Congress the power to uh, amend state laws about the times and manner of holding elections, but nothing about the election campaigns for Congress, mm-hmm. and uh, they kept the uh, race for president totally out of the hands of Congress by saying that uh, the state shall uh, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct, and the le- the electors would meet in their respective states because those lines on the map mean a lot to bureaucrats. If you're if you take a bribe to vote for Trump, then uh, you violated state law because you voted in the state, at, at the state capitol usually. You... But uh, to go on with my solution here, Article 1, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution says, the number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000, but each state shall have at least one representative. Mm-hmm. Now, simply go to that ratio of one for every 30,000, New Hampshire would get like 40 members of Congress and not as many staffers and, okay, so you have to remodel a building in Washington, D.C. The cost of remodeling that building is like nothing compared to the value of any significant difference in uh, the rights of the people. Why so would you, you want more representatives in the, new, in the state, uh, excuse me, U.S. House? In, in the United States House of Representatives, more representatives and like one member, because they don't need as many staffers, to help with constituent uh, casework assistance and everything with fewer consti- constituents. And so they would only need one staffer in their office in New Hampshire and one in minding the store in Longworth House office building. You, the people who walk in off the street to uh, raise issues about this or that because they would ha- each one would have only 30,000 residents in their district. Well, and, how, yeah, how... remodeling the re- remodel the house chamber that would be a lot of work but that's nothing if it improves the uh the quality of service because i don't think you're going to retrofit the state tom i mean i think that this is rearranging the deck chairs in the titanic uh i mean i just 
I, I, I mean, you're weakening the power yeah. of any one representative, that's for certain. But, um, I mean, you know. I think what yeah, uh, it brings it, uh, you know, that they say about New Hampshire should be the, the first in the nation primary because it's retail politics. Well, this would be more retail politics because they Agreed. would actually have to get out there and meet the people. Yeah, of their district and stuff well, like that. Well, let's not uh, let's not presume for a second that the people are any more qualified to know what uh, oh, no. you know the other people's lives should be like either. I think what Tom is saying though, is he's uh, he's saying that the the uh, federal government and uh, our national government in Washington D.C. should be more like New Hampshire's government, New Hampshire state government in Concord. Is that right, Tom? That's pretty much the size of it, and uh, you have you'd have uh, it would cost. Uh, about the same if you only have one staffer in New Hampshire and one in Washington D.C. Here's and, the here's uh, the thing, though, Tom. You're talking about a a House of Representatives in Washington D.C. with in with around or in excess of a thousand representatives. Oh, it's got to be two thousand more than that. Yeah, several thousands thousand. yeah. Oh, of yeah. representatives. But that's okay. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, uh, you know, RFK Stadium would ha- has more seats than you would need. Uh, you would just you would have to build a bigger uh, U.S. Capitol building, but so what? I mean, if you, you could just use the Washington that, football team's uh, 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 building, it'd be would, fine. Thanks for the no, call, no, Tom. No, I appreciate that, it. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Angie, I got a question for you. I want to get this in before we uh, um, you know, go, go on to the next uh, segment here. You're a uh, you're you're workout lady, you know. You got am. muscles on top of muscles. You're in in great shape. If somebody wanted to uh, begin working out and start, uh, you know, living a better lifestyle, I think we all want that, but we don't know really where to start. Do you have any advice for somebody just sort of uh, just starting out, just thinking about it? It really boils down to your diet about what you put into your body. Okay. Um, if you want to change, you have to eat whole foods, things that are clean, nothing processed. When you go into a grocery store, yep. you shop on the outskirts. Don't get anything in the middle. That's your veggies, your meats, your cold stuff, and then you leave. Yeah, anything watch out in- for foods in bags and boxes yep. and anything bottles. produced in a factory. Yeah, cans. Well, hold it a second. What about what about Cokes and, and Pepsis? And, oh, absolutely and, not. And potato chips and, <laughs> and, and, and good stuff like that. Everything's full of sugar. And yeah, you want to avoid it. Yeah, sugar really is—it's uh, is, the downfall. Too many calories packed into one little place. What about a, a work? I mean, a, a diet. I, I agree with you completely, right? Uh, you know, get your food—food food that looks like food. You know, right. get your vegetables. If it was alive, if it grew, you put it in your body. Yeah. Um, whereas if it uh, comes out of some box and you can't really identify what it is, you can't read the ingredients. Don't eat it. Right. Or at the very least, cut way, way, way back. Up. Absolutely. I mean, it's you got to have your treats uh, in life, but um, yeah, treats. Yeah, but it's still okay to. to to eat, uh, you know, Whoppers and Kentucky Fried Chicken and, and Big Macs, isn't it? Well, I mean, if you would like to, but I'm not going to eat it. Oh, no. Well, uh, we're taking your advice here. Because no, I would you know not consume stuff. that stuff. Oh, shucks. What about um, a workout for people who um, are just getting started? Yeah. Well, it depends on what level you're at. Um, if you are sedentary and you sit around on the couch, just get up. Go for a walk. Go outside. Um, yeah. If you want to um, do body weight things, you can work out. You could do push-ups, pull-ups, chin-ups, um, something simple. I can't do a push-up, I can't do a pull-up, I can't do a chin-up, and I weigh 400 pounds. You can modify everything. You, you can, <laughs> You can lean against the wall and uh-huh. do push-ups off the wall if you want to do an assisted chin-up. You put a chair there, put your foot on it. 
grab the bar and pull yourself up. This is very interesting. Even Angie if you're just getting stuff. up and dancing. Angie knows uh, Yeah, it's stuff. just about moving. Yeah, just it just kind of movement, um, I think, is uh, probably a great thing to, to start doing. So what you're saying is, you should be dancing. <laughs> Dancing's great you cardio. You should be dancing. Absolutely. Okay. 855-450-3733 if you have fitness questions for Angie. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind this live edition. It's Mark with you. Angie's here. And Tim. That's right. Uh, Tim, get it right up on that mic. Oops. We, uh, yeah, kind of folks, folks can hear you. I want to tell you about ForkFest. So ForkFest 2018 um, was a great event, had a wonderful time, and we'd love for you to start planning now to att- test, excuse me, to attend ForkFest 2019. It's a bunch of liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians who are going up to do some camping before the big camping festival of Porkfest. Tim, you created the very first Porkfest. I did. And Porkfest is basically an opportunity to go up there and something that's a little less uh, regimented. Back what, back what it was like when you set it up. Well, the the, the uh, first one was held in uh, 2000, the summer of 2005. We had had the vote in 2004. And, uh, for the we Free had, State Project, yep. Yeah, for the Free State Project to pick the state. There were a dozen states on the ballot. There were 10. I thought uh, that uh, two had been eliminated because of uh, size. Uh, uh, Rhode Island was corruption, and Hawaii was eliminated because it was just too Democrat. Yeah, but I thought there were still 12. Shall we go so. through them? We could go through them. Oh, you know them? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Alaska. Yeah. Idaho. Uh-huh. Uh, Montana. Montana. Yeah. North Dakota. South, South Dakota. Yep, now we're at five. Wyoming. Okay, Wyoming six. And that's all on the West Coast. Okay. And then out on the East Coast, you have- Delaware? Uh, Delaware, starting with the outlier, and yep. then go up to the top, and you've got Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. And you know what? You're right, Mark. Yeah. That's 10. <laughs> so what Jason Sorens, the founder of the Free State Project, did was pick the 12 uh, least uh, populated states, because those are the ones that you might have be able to have an effect in sure. uh, by moving 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to yep. one place. Yep. And then he eliminated two of them because he, he felt that they were just poor choices. That was Rhode Island and uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. And Hawaii would be a pretty attractive, but <laughs> not gonna, it's just not going to work. Well, at that time, uh, Jason was uh, working on his Ph.D. He was uh, at Yale working on his Ph.D., and he said, look, you know, the Libertarian Party hasn't done anything. We haven't even won a statewide election, much less a, a national election. So if we're going to, to make any changes politically anywhere, we need to concentrate our numbers in one low-population state. And that was a genius. He was a guy at the right time with the right idea. So anyway, we had the vote, uh, and we had a, a big uh, uh, press conference in New York on October 1st. New York uh, City. 2004 in New York City, and uh, several of us gave speeches. I was on the National Board of Directors at the time, and then we were exhausted. It was an exhausting process doing the vote, uh, taking the votes and, and, and making sure it was a clean vote, et cetera. And so I said, after it was all over, I said, well, let's have, let's have a, a celebration. Let's have a celebration in, in New Hampshire. 
And everybody, all the people were, everybody was exhausted. Said, we, we can't do that, man. It's just too much, too much. And I said, all right, I'll do, I'll do, a, I'll have a party myself. And we did it at Rogers Campground because we had, I had a previous meet in New Hampshire. And that's where Fork Fest is, as is Pork Fest still. Yes, as it is now. It was a couple of years, uh, there was a couple of years they held it elsewhere. Yep. But it was named the first annual uh, porcupine freedom festival and night on the barricades ah and it was supposed to what be are a, the barricades a night on the barricades is a is a literary reference from john steinbeck's book uh uh cannery row. cannery row must be right yeah cannery row and they were talking about a party that was like a it was like a riot and a night on the barricades okay. it was such a great party and that's what the pork fest is meant to be i see and it was yeah, it's a great event. Uh, but you can come uh, ahead of time for Fork Fest, which is the the few days beforehand, and you'll have experiences um, you'd like to the, the kind of experiences you want to have. So you can create your own thing for Fork Fest. It's decentralized; no one's in charge, so it's up to you to create what you want. You can, or you can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers. There'll be man camp there by uh, uh, Jay Noon. There'll be people serving food. You can get more information and connect with other uh, Fork Festers via the unofficial telegram chat because everything's unofficial uh fork fest forum or visit forkfest.party that's forkfest.party just type that in on the url thing and you'll get there forkfest.party let's go to david calling in from uh new hampshire oh oh, sorry david calling in from new mexico excuse me david you're on free talk live how'd you know i moved (laughs) well you probably have moved just not as far as i'd said that yeah that's about a 1,500 miles short of that, I think. Yeah. So what's on your mind? The uh, Continuing on where we left off the other night, um, uh, and you can in, interject for your audience whatever you want to uh, for good listening purposes, um, regarding um, when small cultures take over the larger population through strategic operations, basically, or in a nutshell, in my language. Okay. And um, in this, uh, there's there's a number of different things that uh, that I could uh, talk about regarding this because you'd posed a couple of questions. But one interesting thing that happened in the last just in the last couple of days since I, we had that conversation is this university scandal thing. Can you tell me about the scandal? Uh, well, the uh, uh, William Rick Singer. You know who he is, right? No. Okay, well, he's he's the center. He's the he's this university scandal. Uh, most people think of it in terms of Ivy League school uh, admissions ah, for yes. children of the rich and famous. Right. It's it's bad to uh, pay extra money to get your kid into the school you want them to get into. Right, especially when it violates uh, a number of federal laws, like these ones right here in this uh, United States versus William Rick Singer defendant uh, nineteen CR. 10,078. Okay. Uh, racketeering conspiracy, count two, money laundering conspiracy, count three, conspiracy to defraud, count four, obstruction of justice. Uh, under RICO forfeiture allegations, money laundering forfeiture allegations. Hold on. So RICO is has to do with getting your kid into college? The RICO Act? Yeah, this, yeah, it, yeah, it does because of the way this all went down. This was racketeering influenced corrupt organizations. It falls under RICO both criminally and civilly because of the way it went down. And like I said, the, the, you don't hear uh, so much the focus on William Rick Singer. What you hear is the movie stars' names because that's what Americans People recognize to. it, sure. 
Right. But this guy is the center of it all. Without this one man, uh, notwithstanding whoever he outs, now that he's busted, he's probably going to out some people because he's not the only one uh, involved. Because, like, for instance, the various athletic coaches and such, they were all uh, taking money. This guy was acting as... Yeah, as I understand, in some cases, they would get athletics, the the students would get athletic scholarships that were completely unqualified for athletic scholarships because um, money was on the table to give them scholarships. Right. And, but the point is, is that this guy, you don't hear about this guy so much. He's mentioned in passing, but he's actually the, the center guy, the, the guy that made the whole thing happen. And I just listed off all the crimes that he did. And this guy is is singer. And it, it, and it was just it was a kind of a interesting, uh, based on the conversation that you and I had, although this is a kind of a daily occurrence on, on my radar. But in this case, uh, William Rick Singer is the defendant. And the judge that he's sitting in, in front of is uh, Zobel. And the prosecutor is Rosen, and one of his corrupt business uh, uh, dealings was Kaplan. And David, his, can you the guy's name singer? The singer guy's name again? Uh, William Rick Singer. And the folks can the look that up. I'm looking at is Glo- is Glo- I'm looking at a Globe Intel. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupinerealestate.com Free Talk Live. You're welcome to call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie Gordon. And Timothy Condon. <laughs> Mark Edge. <laughs> you know, I had to make up a last name uh, because way back when I was doing radio on a uh, country station in, uh, in in Bradenton, Florida, it, we uh, we did an event, and it was the uh, excuse me, it was the uh, Mayaca City's Volunteer Fire Department. Fire Department's Fire Muster and Antique Auto Show. And Mayaca City is highly misnamed. This town has one blinking light. <laughs> I know Mayaca City. <laughs> West coast of Florida, sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went out there with the country station. Uh, 106.5 CTQ was a pretty big station back in the day in Mayaca City. Pretty much everybody listened to that yeah. station. And... You know, some uh, some gals came up on uh, these four wheeler ATVs, and I was handing out my business cards, and you know, talking to people, and having a grand old time at the event. And uh, one of them got my business card, and um, you know, first thing she did was look me up at the phone book. Remember when we had phone books? Oh yeah. Oh, you remember? Angie? I do remember yeah. phone books. Young thing that you are, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> she looked my name up in the phone book and uh, called me up at the house and, you know, sort of asked me out, uh, you know, on a date or whatever. And I probably should have been more clear and very upfront that I had a girlfriend at the time, but I didn't. I just sort of hemmed and hawed and said no, right? And so 
She called again another time. I um, asked me on a date that instead of Mayaka City, like somewhere in sort of in between where we lived. And then uh, the third contact from her was uh, at my house. Did you oh, shoot wow. her down the first two times? I didn't i could have been more uh, much more clear yeah. about my position you were young though i uh, i right i you know i'm i'm taking responsibility here because i deserve it <laughs> i, I what, what if she's listening right um you know <laughs> right, i don't right, want right. her to get painted as some kind of stalker but i think she was being bold it's like she was taking the initiative and whatever and that's fine you got to yeah. do that in life well, what happened at your house she showed up and uh, my girlfriend was uh, sleeping taking a nap Ooh. um and my wife my mother at the time had uh, was on a trip i mean I was, you know, a young guy and sure. uh, stayed at uh, mom's house. And so this uh, gal uh, shows up and I'm like, uh, then I got very, very clear. Right. Um, you know, I see the opportunity to get caught. I'm like, you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so my fault. But um, what well, did you ever go out with her at all? I mean, no, what became no, of her? No, no. I had a girlfriend. Um, I, I sent her on her way, but I decided to change my name as a result. Instead oh. of using my real last name, which is Edgington, um, I uh, used my a fake name, Mark Edge, ah. and just you know sort of kept it. And I my whole goal with Mark Edge is I'll never have to spell this. Well, it's easier to say. Also, it's shorter and it's quick to say. Like I could change my name. I'd be Tim Con. Right. <laughs> No, Tim Con. No. <laughs> so um, one of the problems with it, though, is, is people think you say like hedge or you know, like, I, I don't know. They, they don't quite get hedge, it. Mark hedge, 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 wedge, hedge, I don't know. Wedge. Right. So it's confusing. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I end up having to spell it anyway. At least it's shorter. Let's go to the phones. Got JR calling in from Arizona. JR, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? JR, can you hear me now? How about now? Well, hold the line then. Let's see if have the uh, board op check on JR and see what's going on there. Uh, One never knows. One never knows. Tim, you had a story that you wanted to talk about, which was um, this the story. It's probably about six months old now, maybe. This church in uh, Virginia, which was George Washington's church. That's right. And we talked about this on the air the last time you were here. That's and right. it's, I guess it's been eating away at you for some time now. It has. It and has this was a... George Washington's church. And they had a little plaque, you know, that basically this is George Washington's church or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's historical church and that kind of thing. And they decided to take the historical plaque down because it um, – George Washington owned slaves. And I think that there's no dispute about any of these facts. Right. Um, the confusion sort of lies in, well, what do you think? I mean, what is it? What's the deal uh, with this? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? And I suspect all, lots of people of all different colors have different opinions on this because um, it's confusing. Well, it's the same thing as taking down the statues, uh, the Civil War statues and the war memorials and things like that. At the time that we talked about that, and I thought that was longer than six months ago, but whenever it happened, I don't know when it was. But. It was it was a church uh, in the Washington D.C. area, and it had a plaque on it. It said George Washington attended this church, and they took it down. The plaque. The plaque because they thought some people might be offended by reference to the father of our country. And at the time we were talking about it, it was kind of like I was, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, I mean, it's part of our history and we shouldn't be anti-history and everything, but I've, it's been eating away at me ever since, ever since then. And I have come to a conclusion. I now know uh, what the, uh, what the answer is to that kind of a problem. And it applies across the board to all our historical monuments and, and, uh, 
uh, uh, plaques and things like that. And that is that our goodwill is being weaponized against us. Look, when somebody says, oh, I'm offended. Oh, 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 I'm triggered. Oh, I feel like I'm excluded. Oh, I I feel like there's something something wrong. Oh, I, I feel so bad. What they're doing is they're using our good manners and our good feelings toward our fellow man and woman as a weapon against us. You have to take that down. Uh, you have to change your language. You have to change your 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 clothing. By the way, the uh, comet guy, the PA, the astrophysicist that uh, landed the uh, the spacecraft on the comet, he wore right. that shirt. Oh yeah, there was. Uh, and I, I was, can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but he basically had some shirt with uh, with ladies on it. I, I can't think his what. name was Matt Taylor. Okay, and there's a nickname now is Comet Guy. Okay, and he was crucified because people were triggered and people were oh 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 I can't stand it I can't stand it. There's naked women. The the shirt was given to him by his girlfriend. Right, um, and but, they weren't naked. They but were, yeah, they, were, they clad. were scantily clad. Yeah, so uh, uh, people are are. We're in a place where normal people like you and Angie and me, when somebody says, oh, I feel really badly about something, I don't like that, I don't like that, our first reaction is to say, oh, well, you know, we'll change it for you because we don't want you to feel bad. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh. The answer is, if you don't like the plaque of George Washington on that church, that's too bad. Go to another church. If you don't like the statue of Christopher Columbus, that's standing up there, the, the discovered the European discoverer of the New World. That's too bad. You're demanding it being taken down because it offends you. I'm demanding that it stays up because your attitude offends me. What about that? Yeah, I, I'm not the fondest of uh, Christopher Columbus, but I think that uh, certainly you can't say that the age of discovery was created by Christopher Columbus. No, I mean, how, started. About, how about Robert E. Lee or Nathan Bedford Forrest or Stone Mountain? They want to sandblast Stone Mountain outside Atlanta now in Georgia. What is on Stone Mountain? Stone Mountain has a big, big bar relief, humongous bar relief on the yeah. side of the mountain. Uh, which something Confederate? St- it, it includes uh, uh, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, and several several Confederate heroes from the Civil War. And I think that those things are worth learning about. Well, um, people, people, and and uh, particularly black politicians in Georgia right now are saying we're going to sandblast that thing. We don't want it because it triggers us. It offends us. I'd be curious as to what they say their reasons are. Obviously, this word trigger is uh, is, is, is a quite the buzzword these days. I mean, the idea that a college professor, a liberal college professor, needs to uh, give a trigger warning before they say anything or have anybody read any piece of literature. I mean, literature has conflict, and many times in human history, conflict has been, I don't know, bad stuff. How weird is that, Mark? How weird is that? Here, here's somebody that, that probably knows the answer. How weird is that, Angie? Uh, I don't even know what a trigger warning is. <laughs> a trigger warning it's, is when they, like, now you have to tell people before you tell them what, um, you know, say happened in a story or something like that. You have to warn them, hey, if you've got, uh, if you've had, say, a sexual assault history or violence history, this story was about sexual assault okay. or, um, or you know, like Romeo and Juliet. Well, so this you're is a story between. Gloves. You just have to put your kid gloves on. Right. It's, it's yeah. all PC yeah. all the time. It all seems. PC all the time. And, yep. then, and that was what was bothering me. These people who want to wipe out our history are wiping it out in the name of political correctness. And my but, attitude is too damn bad. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live.
final segment of Free Talk Live. We could still potentially sneak you in if you called 855-450-3733 or used our Discord lines, discord.freetalklive.com. That's how you get the app and uh, use the Discord app on your phone, and it's you're going to sound a lot better. But if you go to amp.freetalklive, you can do as trusted Mike Spike, who's a silver amplifier, has done. You can support Free Talk Live. We um, There we use all the money to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. We don't use any of them for, you know, the paychecks or hookers and blow or whatever you might think that they uh, we might use it for. In fact, it's all, uh, it's all going to promote Free Talk Live. If you like the ideas of liberty... Being promoted on the radio seven nights a week, 365 days a year, then perhaps you should consider amp.freetalklive.com. We appreciate it. We use the the, uh, the honor system here on Free Talk Live. If you listen to the show for, I don't know, if you've been listening to the show for six months and you like it, per, it's a good idea. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's amp.freetalklive.com. Tim, uh, I was looking here at uh, some re- – you were talking about this relief on Stone Mountain in Georgia. That's right. And it looks very Confederate. I see uh, some Confederate generals here. Robert E. Lee, you said Stonewall Jackson uh-huh. is in there. Yep. A variety of them. What, perhaps uh, um, one of the greatest uh, – uh, was it Stone? No, I was thinking Jeb Stewart. Jeb Stewart, one of the greatest cavalry officers in uh, U.S. history. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know this war between the states, very triggering thing for people in many cases. Uh, people are like, uh, you know, uh, this side or that side. I see war memorials all the time of the Union side, and no one seems to have a problem with that. I'm from the South, and uh, Union war memorials bug the heck out of me. Uh, you know, like, like rubbing it in our faces that we lost, and uh, you know. But many people bring up uh, the history of slavery, which certainly cannot be uh, removed from. Civil War, but at the same time, in many cases, people fought like there were slave owners on both sides of this war. Not only that, but a, but a relatively small percentage of Southerners uh, owned slaves, and there were black slave owners in the South. Uh, and the people that uh, the people that fought for the South were were overwhelmingly people who never owned slaves and uh, didn't intend. Uh, ever intend to own slaves? And but in, in in many cases, uh, people up north didn't weren't that nice to the black folks either um, when they you know when and if they moved up there. Absolutely. So I mean, it's not like it was. It's not like one side's good, one side's bad. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But that's what uh, Black America feels. Uh, blacks want uh, all uh, Civil War memorials wiped out because some do. I don't think that most. I mean, most of the callers we've had don't seem to care at all. Well, when you hear the people that are agitating to get rid of these monuments, they're saying, "Look, these are people that fought to to continue slavery, and we don't like that." And you can't really blame them. Well, um, Lincoln uh, allowed slavery to continue. The Emancipation Proclamation wasn't signed. Uh, first off, it didn't apply to any states in the United States. It only Correct. applied to the uh, Confederate states. Correct. So um, if he really wanted to make a bold statement, he could have perhaps freed the slaves in Maryland and uh, K- Kentucky and uh, mm-hmm. I think it might have been uh, Missouri. I'm not 100% sure. No, Missouri um, wasn't in there, but definitely Maryland was a slave state, and it did not secede, and Kentucky was a slave state. It did not secede. Right. And uh, so you, they, they, he could have freed slaves there. If he really wanted to free some slaves, um, that's absolutely could have been done. And I think that, you know, 
it's history books seem to sort of gloss over, um, you know, exactly the the difficulties that uh, were surrounding. Nobody here supports slavery, right? Slavery is a bad idea, right? right. <laughs> Although it's 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 pervasive throughout human history. There, yeah. there are references to slavery in the Bible and the duties of of slave owners and the duties of slaves to their masters. Right. During the, the the golden age of Pericles and in, in Greece, there were slaves. There were slaves in the Roman Empire. There were slaves in uh, Socrates couldn't Africa. figure out how a, or was it Plato? Plato couldn't figure out how society would be organized without slaves. There he were, just couldn't figure it out. There were slaves among uh, the Indians in America, so called Native Americans. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it's pervasive. It's everywhere. But what we're taught today is that it never existed anywhere other than in the South. Before the Civil War. Well, they need to check out Brazil's history then. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're all against slavery, uh, especially as libertarians, people in favor of liberty and, and freedom. Uh, uh, human beings cannot own or enslave other human beings, period. So Even what about, though the Democrats want to continue doing it. What about all these um, monuments uh, that are put up on, pl- on public land? Um, which means that everybody's got to pay for, you know, to some extent, the maintenance of these things and that like, sort of thing. Like the big cross. The one, the, one in the one they're fighting over right now. Hmm? Oh, I'm not familiar with this one. Is it one in Virginia? Yeah, I think so. That's a big cross that was put up uh, uh, in honor of World War One. Dead, right? I believe that's Is correct. Is that it? Yeah. Have you been following it? Um, no, but I have seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it? Is it real, real big? It's huge. Really? Oh, yeah. And they're suing now a group of atheist organizations mm-hmm. with their with their uh, lawyers are suing to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Can't be there because it violates the prohibition of a state religion. And um, it's in the courts right now. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, there's another question that you have out there. When you talk about, this is the complication of public land, right? Um, and that's, like, you know, now everybody gets an opinion. If that was sitting on your property, nobody really gets an opinion. Uh, all they can do is like, well, that guy's got a giant cross in his yard. Yeah. Whereas uh, when it's on public land, then everybody gets to to kick in their opinion. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I can see why they choose to give their opinion. It's probably not the greatest uh, human rights issue of our time. Well, should the cross stay or not? Is it in violation of the Constitution or not? What about Las Cruces, Mexico? I what about too. Los Angeles, which is the angels? That's true. Um, you know, what? I mean, are we are we going to disallow these? Uh, San municip- Francisco, St. Francis. Right. I mean, every municipality in California is basic. Half of them are named after saints. But those are just names. We're talking about actual physical objects here. I understand it's easier to go after a physical object, but if you if you're an atheist and you have to say the term San Francisco, you reference say a, a saint every day, several times a day. Uh, that's a, you might call that a mental anguish. I don't know. At some point or another, this is the the next argument that comes down the pike. Absolutely, it, and then never ever satisfied. They always have something else to complain about. They're always triggered, Angie. They're yeah. always triggered. Uh, by anything that that uh, that they say that they, that they uh, disapprove of, and if you allow people like that to have power in your society in your culture, everything's going to fly apart because they're always going to be complaining. They're always going to say, "We can't have this. We can't have that. We can't have this. We can't have that." But they, they're the the atheists. By the way, have put up a big uh, a big uh, statue in one state in the Midwest somewhere. 
in right. front of the state house. The, the, right. So that's a an interesting situation. In this case, the Baphomet. I think it was a Baphomet statue of uh, like a the goat, evil goat god yeah, looking yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and they they put this statue up because uh, the, the the state court or whatever said that they didn't have to take down a Ten Commandments statue. Right. Right. And well, if you leave up the one religious um, uh, object, do you leave up the other one? I believe the uh, that somebody they put up one, a statue in another place. Somebody hit it with a car uh, in intending to uh, take down the atheist statue. Oh, so really? they, they had another one. one made, <laughs> and they've been going around trying to figure out ways to put these weird-looking statues uh, up at uh, state house lawns, and I, I, I think about all the time and the energy What's that's the fought answer? over this. What's the answer, Mark? What's the answer, Angie? What do you do? Well, I, I, what I would say is is that uh, this isn't worth my time or energy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I would, I would. Well, that would be one way to to address it. But my my attitude would be, hey, you're triggered by it too damn bad. And you know, look, let's let's admit it. But among just just among us three right here, we know that atheists are kind of kind of weird and kind of low life, aren't they? What? Why? <laughs> Well, no. Angie, you agree with me? Back no, me up I don't on this. agree at all. Uh, uh, no, the atheists are scum de la scum. Mark, back me up. No, back me up. No, well, no, I have uh, facts about this. <laughs> no, what I say is, is that uh, you know, as far as it goes, you should be able to have the religion you want to have, and sure. that you shouldn't be robbed in order to, uh, uh, you know, by taxed in order to uh, support somebody else's religion and those kind of things. I kind of feel like if a statue's in place, then no real harm done, right? Um, I mean, what's it cost in aggregate sum to care for the Ten Commandments statue in, I don't know, Oklahoma, um, Enid, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yeah, but are you saying once the, stat- the Satan statue is up, the bad goat guy with the horns and everything is up, then it's up there in perpetuity? Um, I think that it, uh, I think that to me at that point, I wouldn't demand that it being taken down. But once you see, I think this is a really brilliant idea that these atheists had was to put up this Baphomet statue because then what the, it forces the judge to do is say, okay, well, everybody gets to have theirs. Well, would you, would you object then if I, if I took my mighty minivan and, and, and rode over it and then smashed into it and knocked it down? Uh, well, I, what I would say is is that it's probably best if everybody keeps their religious statues um, on private property is what I, my idea. And honestly, when I think it's, it comes to uh, Confederate statues and these kind of things, even all war statues, put them in one park so people can go look at them all in one place. On public property? Free talk. Another edition of the Edgington Post Show coming to you live from the North American Bitcoin Conference. Mark Edge here for Free Talk Live. I've got with me James Putra from trade station now james you guys are making a big splash here at the event but i can't must say i don't know that much about trade station i hear the name trade and i know (laughs) what a station is so tell me sure first of all i appreciate you uh, having me on the show and uh, allowing us to talk a little about what we're doing here so trade station is an online brokerage firm we've been in business probably about 20 years now okay Uh, we kind of got started back in the early 90s you imagine when people were trying to trade out of the newspaper, they were plotting charts on graph paper. Right. I mean, of, it's really hard. Yeah, I was gnarly. just imagining, <laughs> I really spent some time imagining what it must have been like to do trades back then when you didn't have these online brokerages that handled this stuff for you and you know those kind of things. I mean, I guess you just ring up the broker and say, hey, I'm interested in this thing yeah. or that thing. Well, you would get news from your broker. You get some kind of mailed letter and then you call them up and they charge you some t- crazy fee, 250 bucks, just to go place an Apple trade on the same system that most of the market makers travel with today. Right. So 
online brokers came in and they kind of shrunk down those margins and did a little bit better for the customers because they were able to deal at scale with the different traders. Yep. Um, a kind of funny backstory with us is we used to mail out CDs of data. We were one of the original charting platforms for, for trading. And uh, it was really wild because before you could actually trade on electronically, you were doing all these charting on uh, graph paper. Uh-huh. And so you're kind of at the mercy of the of Wall Street and the traders to actually get your information. A lot of this was end-of-day data, so we pioneered trying to bring forward the ability for uh, people to actually take control of their own lives and do their own destiny with trading and, and form their own businesses. So it's kind of interesting uh, backstory for us. We're here today as TradeStation Crypto, so we're broadening our asset class towards uh, crypto assets. We think it's a, a pretty good asset class for us to be in. We offer multi-asset through the brokerage firm, which would be futures, uh, equities, options, and we're opening up crypto assets under the crypto asset firm, and we're looking to expand that part of the business and really try to help people access this market, which is uh, something we're pretty excited about. So I guess you guys are sort of a normal online brokerage, and then you have some crypto um, that, you, that, that you do too? You, you allow people to, everybody basically to trade that way? So we, we look at ourselves as a bridge between the, uh, the crypto markets and the traditional asset classes. So we represent a large amount of customers between like ourselves, TradeStation, you look at the other retail brokerages, Fidelity and Ameritrade, they're trying to get into the market space. It's about $2.2 trillion in customer assets yeah. that are interested but just don't know how to get in. They're kind of, uh, it's it's not easy. It's a little bit scary. So by opening up access through one of the online brokers, it provides a little bit of an easier path for them to get into the marketplace. I think it absolutely does. Um, and I, I think it's a huge opportunity for any online brokerage that's going to decide, well, we'll take this uh, this angle. Do you give advice to your uh, people on you know what to invest in and what not? I mean, we're, we're sitting yeah. in the middle of crypto winter today. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of people are like, I don't know. It was really great when we were making money all you know last year. It was six, 12 months ago, I was at the same event. I could literally not move in this room. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, it's it's busy and everybody's having a great time and I love the people that are here, but at the same time, you know, it's not nearly as well attended as it was. We like that it's kind of the the hype is boiled out of the system, yeah. right? I mean, I think it blew it out the, the pikers. It did, and a lot of the scams that were coming out. I mean, I was here uh, last right. year and you heard a lot of bizarre stories. Right. It kind of clears the path for us to do get the business done and get the work done. Right. Uh, for us, what's interesting is positioning ourselves as a broker is we're changing the way that a lot of this business is done. If you look at the current exchanges today, they try to do everything. They try to be broker, they try to be custodian, they try to be liquidity pool, and they create an environment where the customers are locked in these specific centralized ecosystems. Okay. And when you look at a broker, what our job is, is to really focus on the customer experience, give them the best tools, the best research, the best access to market liquidity, and through a broker, whether it's us or one of the other ones that are coming in, they're going to get wholesale pricing where you're not going to battle one-to-one with that exchange. You're going to come in with a broker that has a large amount of volume that buys those wholesale rates and is able to pass that on to the customers. And our job is to focus exclusively on making sure that whatever assets are available, the customers are suitable to trade, and that they have the best information around what is going on. So to your first question, we don't tell people what to trade. We don't really suggest what to trade. But there is some reliance on us as a broker that whatever is put in front of the customers, that there is some suitability that it is somewhat reliable that they could access that and trade it. One of the things when I hear about you know the Dow and uh, these uh, these things, and I can't say I'm you know the biggest expert in the world by any stretch, but I hear people say longest bull run in history, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's true today or not. I'd, I'd like you to comment on that. But they also say that these uh, supercomputers are doing trades, and there's no way you can compete with them. So 
I hear the same thing, the longest bull run in history, yep. and I, I don't have that information. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's true. <laughs> uh, supercomputers, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, craziness happening prior to 2008 and even after with the electronic trading. Uh, the market structure in the, in the, let's say, the regulated markets has become... Mostly dominated by electronic uh, trading and, and supercomputers that are doing types of uh, market making and our yep. other type of trading, and it's interesting in the crypto markets. It's still not that same uh, level of electronic trading. It's still right. kind of fragmented markets. You can trade in the crypto market, and you're not going to get uh, you know outdone by the the supercomputers. Correct. Now. I would say that uh, there is a lot of benefit to have those supercomputers involved in the space because it does create more efficient markets. Right. What we have today in the crypto markets is all these fragmented liquidity pools where the super smart guys from Wall Street are able to make a fortune on crypto right now because they have that information advantage. They know how to manipulate the markets across uh, disparate liquidity sources. As you th see things move more towards a traditional capital market structure, a lot of those uh, regulations and controls that can put in place, although we may have an opinion whether we like them or not, uh, they do protect the investor and they do put guidelines around what can actually happen in that market space. Right. I think that um, you know one thing's for sure: if you care about Bitcoin's price, it has to move into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. If you care about Bitcoin as a technology, you know this peer-to-peer uh, -peer open source uh, currency and those kinds of things, you can have different opinions mm -hmm. on what you want to see. But price. Price has to do with adoption. Adoption has to do with uh, markets and you know all these things. And you can't have you can't have one without the other when it comes to, to those things. So, what do you see uh, from a uh, from the standpoint of just sort of uh, you know crypto markets? I mean, is this a place where people want to be generally? Um, really, I mean, should they be generally? Not whether they want to be because they do want to be. <laughs> should they be there? Is this a good idea or is this uh, you know a lot of people are saying you know scams and um, you know it's going down and all this stuff. Obviously, when your shoeshine guy is giving you advice on, uh, on, on stocks, you're in trouble. Yeah, I think that's... The question is, is a, there's a lot packed in that question yeah. in terms of should you or should you not. Uh, I mean, my always my suggestion is that you got to know what you're looking at before you get involved. This sort of buyer beware. And especially in the crypto markets, the information is disjointed. You don't really know what you're getting. I mean, let's Let's face it, the experts have only been in here 10 years. You don't have that Buffett that's right. been there for 30, 40 years. So we just need to be really careful about what information we're propagating. And I think that's gonna, that has to get a little bit more stable before we uh, really bring a lot of the mainstream masses in. And, and the brokers, typically in a market structure, they're responsible to make sure that that happens because they're the ones that are going to be heavily penalized if it, ha if it goes false. Right. Uh, so... I am curious to see how it sort of bridges the gap between the unregulated and the regulated side. And uh, it'll be very interesting over the next year or two how that actually falls together. One thing I like to mention when it comes to stock prices or crypto prices or whatever prices you see is is that um, when you see the price today, so Bitcoin, I don't know what it's at at this moment, call it $3,700, right? If there's an offer for 3700 and a buy for 3700 you have a sale. But then there's this descending staircase and this ascending staircase of people who are willing to sell and people who are willing to buy at different prices. And if you have 10,000 Bitcoins, you're rich, but if you have 10,000 Bitcoins and you want to sell one uh, Bitcoin, you can probably get $3,700 for it. But if you want to sell 
Oh, a big crash. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sell uh, a thousand bitcoins or ten thousand bitcoins, then you're basically dealing with this descending uh, staircase of offers on mm-hmm. any given marketplace. So you can't value a um, you know a, a given ecosystem based on the buy sell price that ex- currently exists at the moment. I think you bring up a really interesting point and. And correct me, just stop me if I ramble on about market structure because I can go for forever on this. But uh, the important part to look at is, I guess to your point about the the kind of it, inside bid and offer, right? That is what people measure their uh, the value of their portfolio. Against. Right. So at thirty seven hundred, yeah, that might be what it's worth, but I might not be able to fill my entire order. And what happens today is that. Those markets across those exchanges are not deep enough to fill those large orders. So you might look at Coinbase, and they will have anywhere from five to fifteen bitcoins on the on that inside spread. But then it jumps pretty high before you get to that next level of liquidity. So maybe most of us are okay on the on the retail side that we're not dropping those. Tell people how to get a hold of uh, you at Trade Station. Um, you know, running running out here. Sure. You're going to visit www.tradestationcrypto.com. Check us out. We've got a lot of information coming out. We expect to launch in 2019. And uh, please sign up, and we'll love to hear from you. Tradestationcrypto.com. James Putra. Is spreading the message of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace around the globe worth $2 per month to you? As you may already know, in addition to our internet feed, LRN.FM broadcasts on free-to-air satellite across North and Central America, as well as Sub-Saharan Africa. And we've been available on satellite for free 24-7 since 2010. The LRN.FM free-to-air satellite signal is reaching some of the most oppressive regimes in the world, and there's no doubt our ideas are making an impact. You can learn more about the channel's impact by watching the three-minute video at fund.lrn.fm. If you'd like to help free minds globally with our ideas of liberty, cryptocurrency, and peace, you can donate as little as $2 per month via fund.lrn.fm. You can help us continue and expand our satellite broadcast to multiple continents. Visit fund.lrn.fm today, and thank you for your help. Don't forget to share the link on social media. That's fund.lrn.fm.